Oh yes, I have taken over the Liberty Broadcast. I'm going to be your host for the evening. My name is Reptilian Overlord, and we're going to be doing nothing but broadcasting Illuminati propaganda. <laughs> I have snuck into the studio, and there's nothing that anybody can do about it. Knock, knock. Who is there? Oh my God, it's Alex Jones. Get out the chair. I'm going to have to hurt you. Ha <laughs> ha. Overlord broke into the studio. Can you believe that? That dude almost raped me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're gonna get this show going. Hold on just a sec. Alright. Okay. Oh. Oh. Woo, give me just a sec. Oh my gosh. Sorry. That was uh that was pretty uh that was pretty wild, you guys. Uh give me just a moment. Whew. All right. Yeah, that was pretty. That was nuts. Can't believe that. Y'all see that? Y'all saw that? Oh, that was nuts. All right. So, uh, as you can see, uh, Rachel Ray is not in the studio at the moment, but she will be joining us uh, later on in the broadcast. I am Alex Drones, um, as you heard the whole conversation over there with uh, Reptilian Overlord. And uh, I'm going to be filling in for her for the time being, and then she's going to be coming in here. And um, actually... Um, on on that note, uh, let's light this candle here, and uh, let's uh, let's pray. Uh, dear God, oh heavenly Father who art in heaven, please make it sure that Rachel Ray makes it safely into the studio, into this chair that I'm sitting in right now, in a timely manner, please. The quicker, the better. Uh, so that these people don't have to suffer looking at my ugly mug. Uh, also, Lord, uh, please pray for me. I don't know if that's a thing or how this works. Obviously, I don't know what I'm doing. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. All right. Uh, switch these uh, headphones here. All right, let's see here. All right, check. Whoa. All right, just got to unmute a bunch of things here. Oh, no. My headphones came out. That's the problem. No need to worry. All right, we're all good. We're all good. Except for, except for this light. It looks like... Uh, 
Wow. Well, did y'all see that reptilian overlord ruin the light? Give me just one second. One second. Let me fix this light. Two seconds later. All right. Thank you all for, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Yes, it looks like uh, reptilian overlord uh, set our lighting to all red. That was not cool, but uh, when I plugged it back in, it half ass works now, so that's good. All right, so um, I'm going to be uh, your uh, host for the evening, Alex Jones. And um, joining us, uh, we have a guest, and uh, her name is KJ. Uh, let's see you there. Can you hear me, KJ? Yes, hi. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm so, doing well. Very good, very good. Thank you for coming on to help me through all of this. Oh, you're welcome, brother. All right. And uh, KJ, who the hell are you and why are you here? Lord, well, I'm KJ and I, uh, I'm i good friends with you. So let's just get that straight. Yep. Um, you invited me on to speak tonight as a guest. Uh, I live in Kentucky currently. For the past six years, but I am from Texas. I'm from West Texas, same as you, Alex Drones. Yep, yep. And <laughs> I know we go way back, brother. So, uh, yeah, we uh, get our start in Odessa, Texas, Permian Basin, baby. The Permian Basin. What's, uh, what's out there in the Permian Basin? Is there anything that we might be discussing tonight that's out there? Uh, yeah. Something that's really big out there, oil and gas, baby. Yeah. And uh, let's see, can you uh, so can you tell us what you do? What do you do for a living now? Yeah, so, you know, when we were back in the day when, you know, you and I met, probably 2006, probably something, 2006, 2007, um, I was going to school at the University of Texas Permian Basin for environmental science. And um, I was a major tree hugger back then. I still am. I once a tree hugger, always a tree hugger. But uh, I, I got my degree. I started getting my degree in resource and environmental studies. And I transferred to San Marcos, Texas, where I finished my degree in resource and environmental studies. And, you know, being a bleeding heart liberal that I was back then, I just wanted to do something to make a difference. I wasn't sure what that was, but damn it, I was getting my degree in environmental. Um, once I finished getting my degree, I naturally fell back into um, moving to Midland, Odessa, and I got my career started in oil and gas. Oh, nice. And Yes, and uh, because obviously my, my family, you know, my heritage, my grandfather, my step. My stepfather, um, my my uncle, they all worked in oil and gas. Um, and it's just something I naturally fell into because I needed a job and I had my foot in the door via my family members. And I just, that's just not what I felt like I was going to do with my degree when I went in to be an environmental person. I didn't know what I was going to do. Maybe I thought I was going to plant trees or something. I, I just wasn't sure. But um, you know, oil and gas industry, um, all industries need environmental people. So I just naturally fell into the industry and, uh, I landed a job as a environmental health and safety person for a small oil and gas, uh, services company. 
And then from there, I job hopped to being an air compliance technician for upstream oil and gas. So I've been doing air compliance and air permitting for oil and gas in the Permian Basin for the last 10 years. So you you do the compliance, which is basically you go to these places and you make sure that they're up to par with uh, what the rules and regulations are so they can continue working, right? That's right. I help them comply with all of the state and federal rules and regulations, and I help them quantify their emissions into permits. Yes. Alrighty. And um, so have you been noticing anything, any, any drastic changes in the uh, rules and regulations lately? Yes. So when I first got my start in this industry was about 2012 and um, that was when the new quad O rules came into effect. And I don't want to bore you with federal rules and regulations. I'm the big nerd when it comes to that stuff, but um, you know, Obama had implemented some rules and regulations to specifically target upstream oil and gas, which was a first and it has compounded ever since then. So it started with new source performance standards, quad O, so NSPS 0000 is the rule specifically. Then it graduated to quad OA. So they tacked on more rules and regulations. As they learn more about the industry, they continue to tack on more rules and regulations. When Trump went into office, he attempted to rescind or consolidate some of these rules to make it a less burden on the industry. And then as soon as Biden came into office on day one, he he did away with, with what Trump tried to do. And then not only that, now he's trying to implement Quado B and C. So he's trying to add on more and more regulations to the industry. So the, uh, these more regulations, uh, do they also include like where um, these oil companies have to, uh, have to invest a lot of money into a lot more gear in order to uh, do the same thing that they're doing now? That's right. So ultimately, you know, the goal is to reduce emissions in the name of climate change. Um, and so they have to buy a lot of new equipment and they have to retrofit a lot of their existing equipment to capture more emissions. And they have to hire more and more people out there in the field to, you know, operate the cameras. They go out and they survey for leaks. Um, And not only that, but now they've made it to where uh, citizens, you know, and environmental uh, nonprofit organizations can go out with um, optical gas imaging cameras and, and, and to try to detect leaks and basically tell on them. So ultimately the oil and gas industry, they have to be, they have to be very wary about their leaks because they can be seen now. The EPA will fly over um, with also, you know, with the OGI cameras and, and check for leaks and they can see all of these emissions. So everybody's freaking out about it in the oil and gas industry. It's all about emissions. It's all about capturing emissions. Um, And the main driver for this is what they're calling ESG, environmental social governance. Environmental social governance. Can you uh, explain to us a little bit what that is? Yes. So 
it's kind of like a, and it's kind of been sweeping the nation. It seems like in the ne- in the last couple of years specifically, is where I've been hearing about this um, environmental. So ESG, environmental social governance. The environmental part is waste and pollution, resource depletion, greenhouse gas emission, climate change. And then the social part of it is employee relations, diversity, equity, inclusion, working conditions, health and safety, governance. The governance part of it is a tax strategy. Um, So it's basically a credit score system that is a it's a non non non-financial factors it's not a regulatory entity it's basically an investor type of score so if you don't have a good esg score you're you're going to be less likely to be invested in to continue growing your operations. So you ultimately have to comply with the ESG, DE, and I agenda. Oh, and um, so, sorry, my headphones came unplugged in for a second. So uh, um, when you say that this is like a, a, a cre- social credit score thing for basically oil and gas, um, mm-hmm. so that means that like if these people don't comply, they won't be invested in. Is, isn't investing into this how these companies actually thrive and survive? Yes. I mean, they, they need investors, absolutely. But it's all about emissions. That's, that's the main thing. We got to reduce and capture our emissions. And, and I get it. It's, it's a positive thing. Um, but at the same time, there seems to be a a kind of a demonate, um, demonization of, you know, oil and gas and, you know, in the name of climate change, we need to quickly, you know, move away from oil and gas and non-renewable energy sources. So um, what do you think would be the best way to move away from oil and gas? Would that be to um, implement these crazy ideas where they make it to where oil and gas doesn't exist? Or should that be where innovation flourishes and new technology Mm -hmm. comes up to where we adopt that technology and then more and more people adopt it and it gets cheaper and it makes it all go away? The way that I I feel like I look at it is if you remember – blockbuster video or hollywood video right mm-hmm. uh back in the day that was where we got our movies you know we it started off mm-hmm. vhs and then we moved to dvds eventually you could get your video games from there and then they had like um everything that you ever wanted for media and then mm-hmm. uh streaming services came out and mm-hmm. over time you know just naturally people started to adopt the streaming services and then mm-hmm. um Fast forward to now, like there's no more blockbuster videos or Hollywood videos. It seems like that that to me that should be the route that we go. But instead, uh, there's these things that that this compliance thing that's going on and the, and the credit score thing, which is uh, making investors not want to invest in the certain oil and gas companies and they only want to go for these other ones. Um, it seems like that kind of approach. Um, uh, kind of sh- is is designed to strangle the industry to to a degree and um there's really i mean like right now if you go buy an electric car you can't just drive from here across the country you know like uh because i mean 
I think it's like, what, like a 45-minute wait time in a charging station? And that's a serious inconvenience whenever, like, I could just go pull into any gas station. And that's another thing. There's not a lot of charging stations out there to begin with. Um, and then you also have the problem that, well, a majority of our electric grid it comes off of what, Kara? What is that? Off of our electric grid? Yeah. Um, well, coal, uh, oil and gas. There's a little portion of it that comes from wind energy as well and solar. I don't know the breakdowns exactly of the, you know, of the percentage that comes from what exactly, but natural gas is probably the biggest one. So Clean natural gas that burns at 98% destruction efficiency. So you basically take all the emissions from the natural gas and you burn it, combust it, and you reduce it down 98%. So it's clean. It's very clean to burn natural gas. Is and there... natural gas is not just, you know, the gas that comes out of the ground from oil and gas operations, but it's also methane. You can harvest chicken poop and burn it as natural gas. Interesting. So um, is there, um, is, is, is natural gas like also demonized? Uh, natural gas from oil and, from oil and gas specifically is just, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm a little biased because I'm more on the, you know, oil and gas advocacy side of things. And I can see I work specifically in the industry. I, I mean, I work for an environmental consulting firm, but I specifically work hand in hand with the oil and gas operators and they really are busting their butts trying to comply and make, you know, the EPA happy. And, um, and they're trying really hard. They're retrofitting. They're spending lots of money on vapor recovery systems. They're trying very hard to uh, discontinue flaring. And in order to do that, sometimes they have to stop production. So that is a direct hit in the pocketbook of the oil and gas producers because things happen out in the field. I mean, it's a, it's like um, you have upstream, midstream, and downstream, and the upstream part is where it begins. So if something happens in the midstream or the downstream where they break down, there's some kind of upset condition or they're doing maintenance, they cannot continue the flow of product from the upstream down to the midstream and downstream they have to flare it It has to, it's still coming out of the ground so they have to flare it when they can't send it further downstream so that's it's a safety mechanism is what it is to flare the gas but just because you see a flare out there it's not a bad thing it's a 98 percent destruction efficiency so you're taking the emissions of the natural gas that would be emitted to the atmosphere and you're combusting it down to 98 percent so you get a 2% emissions. So when you see a flare out there, don't, it's not, it's just that it's a safety mechanism, but people, they, they want less of that. They don't, they want no emissions, none from the oil and gas industry. And that's the, that's the direction that they're going. And um, so whenever they invest all this money, that, that does, that does hit their pocketbook and whenever they have to shut everything down, right? That also hits their pocketbook. Does that reflect yeah. on the buyers as well? Whenever they go to the pump? Oh, so I got some hard questions here. <laughs> uh, um, potentially, 
potentially. Uh, they're, the, the oil and gas producers specifically taking a hit to the, to the pocketbook because what they do in order to not flare is to shut out the well. So shut out production, shut out the money-making activity. So they are going to take a direct hit to the pocketbook. So I can imagine, I'm not, I mean, I haven't completely thought this through, but you would think that they would, you know, raise their prices potentially. Yep. And um, you spoke earlier uh, whenever you were talking about these acronyms. I'm not totally familiar with it, but one of them mm -hmm. you were mentioning, uh, like uh, a diversity, equity. What was that one? Yeah, it's called DE&I, diversity, equity, and, and inclusion. And I'm not a complete expert at it. But, I mean, I've been in I've been in oil and gas for ten years now, and working in environmental consulting. And this ESG slash DEI topic has just like come out of nowhere. I mean, to me personally, I haven't really heard about it until the last like one and a half two years. But you know, my job specifically, they started. Uh, pushing out these trainings on ESG and DE&I. And I understand it's, it's, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, I understand that diversity. We should be diverse. Um, we should be inclusive. Now, part of, of the whole DE&I aspect is um, they really do push a gender they want gender ideology and sexual orientation to be a part of that specifically. So that's, that's part of it that kind of threw me off a little bit when I, when I was, you know, introduced with this because, you know, some people just have different beliefs when it comes to that. And it just seems that that is just being such a, you know, it's, it's being very pushed in front of us. So when you speak uh, gender, are you talking about like, uh, they're also talking about like transgender and stuff like that? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So uh, mm -hmm. they're doing training. Uh, they're, so all these companies have to uh, train their employees, right, um, about mm -hmm. transgenders, right? Well, I mean, it's just, it's all encompassing. You know, ultimately you have to, it's, it's kind of like, um, I mean, I don't see it as a completely bad thing, but of all the things that I've learned, um, it's 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 pushing a it's pushing a leftist agenda. I'm just gonna say it. It's just it's pushing a leftist agenda because you know conservative Christians don't agree with certain aspects of that agenda, yet. You know, at, my, at, at certain environmental consulting firms, you get emails, you know, just talking about BLM, you know, um, you know, Pride Month and, and that's fine and everything. But I mean, you know, I understand some people can feel uncomfortable on, on either side of the aisle, you know? So what about that? What if there's somebody that specifically feels uncomfortable about a certain, you know, group of people that they don't quite feel comfortable, you know, that they don't believe in that. And then they have to just 
look at the emails and look at the training and just kind of be okay with it. And so, so this is something that's kind of being forced all encompassing across the entire oil and gas industry, but does it actually have anything to do with oil and gas? Um, not really. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> not really. So, so it wouldn't probably make somebody question like, why are they doing this? Right. So it seems to me like yeah. they're, they're kind of infiltrating the, the oil and gas industry with, <laughs> with this type of, um, this type of talk. I, I, I call it indoctrination. Yeah. Or it's, um, yeah, it's an agenda. It's an agenda that's sweeping, sweeping the, sweeping the nation, sweeping the industry. And you say this sure. has been going on for about a year and a half or yeah, something? Yeah, it's really weird because, you know, I've been in this, I've been in this game for a good 10 years. And I'm telling you, within the last year and a half, it came at us full force. Out of nowhere, it just came at us. And, and we're all we've all been scrambling to figure it out. And it's not even a federal rule or state regulation. It's just get on board or you're going to be left behind. So when you say left behind, what do you mean? What do they mean? Like that, that also well, falls into not, the, the credit mean, score is that as well. I think so. I think so. It's an investor type of thing. It's yep. a score for the world banks. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly at all. I'm not an environmental manager for an upstream oil and gas company, but I work very closely with one. And, and yes, it's all about keeping up with, with all of that type of stuff. Uh, it seems to me like, um, like somebody should probably say something like, you know, like this is, this is a, a, you know, like something. So basically, the banks are controlling all of this now, right? So it's all. I guess so. So we're back to the the original problem: the banks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yep. my gosh. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, you know. Um, and then all the while, you know, you know, gas prices were low. They were not. I mean, just a year and a half ago, when Trump was in office, I mean, it got down like to less than a dollar there for a minute. And then it was like $2 and 50 cents there for a while. And, you know, the industry felt good about drilling. They felt confident. And now they're, they don't know what's to come. They're worried about the future. So if you're worried about something not doing well in the future, are you going to want to invest in doing more of it? Probably not. So, so like the production's going down, we're not encouraged to drill and to be energy independent, which is a very broad term. Um, but yes, the oil and gas prices skyrocketed. Uh, as soon as Biden took office, he, he did a lot of things to hurt the industry, right? Like on day one and uh, gas prices went skyrocketing. You saw it. Everybody saw it. Everybody was freaking out because gas went out the, you know, off the charts. Yeah, everybody's got that Biden did that stickers. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so you're somebody that works in the industry, and you can tell us that's definitely a a true thing. Those stickers actually are based in truth. Very much so. I bought the stickers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I put a couple of those stickers up, but uh, yeah, it's absolutely because Biden demonized. Well, he tried to blame it on Russia and he tried to blame it on, you know, COVID and stuff. But I mean, you just have to kind of think outside the box and think for yourself a little bit, you know, and, but, you know, as you've been seeing, the gas prices have been going down lately, haven't they? Yes, they have been going down. I've been noticing that. And I'm wondering, can you tell us what exactly is going on, Kara? Why are the gas prices going down? Well, I'm not a complete expert, you know, but I do try to do my research to try to understand these things. Um, So there's like a couple things going on. Uh, One, it's OPEC. Um, and then two, it's the um, Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So I saw these articles, Biden releases 20 million barrels of oil from the Petroleum strate- you know, Strategic Reserve, or he's releasing 1 million barrels a day from the Petroleum uh, Strategic Reserve. Now understand, that I did, I did some research, and the United States of America uses about 20 million barrels of oil a day, and the world uses about 100 million barrels a day. And the Strategic Reserve specifically has 5, 000, uh, 594 million barrels in it, and that's equivalent to approximately 1,206 days of supply. I specifically, you know, gave you a link about, you know, U.S. to sell additional 20 million barrels of oil from the strategic reserve. Honestly, it, it really just looks like he's selling off the oil that we have in, in the reserve, and that is temporarily bringing down the gas prices. Wow. Conveniently. Conveniently. Wow. So, and then not only that, but you've got the OPEC. You know, he went over to Saudi Arabia recently, didn't he? Yep. And, uh, and you know, mm-hmm. I think I, I saw an article earlier where um, they were going to have a meeting and they were discussing about rolling um, back those, uh, those that production um, in one of these upcoming months. Is it, uh, did you see that? I did. I saw that you, uh, you the link about. Uh, Fist bump to fisted oh, oil yeah. surges. Yeah, after OPEC agrees on a hundred thousand barrels per day production cut, I think it. If I if I remember correctly from the article, the agreement was is that OPEC was going to. I mean, forgive me if I. It's a little confusing, but something about uh, releasing a hundred thousand barrels per day just to distribute oil and gas out there and then ultimately kind of bring down the price. Okay. So that's like the second part of the reason why the prices are going down, but they're, 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 they're backtracking on that. That's what the article says is now they're backtracking on that. Wow. So that's uh that's why it says fisted. What a, what a headline, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't buy it. I, I, I think it's sad that, you know, I, I'm happy that prices are going down and people are saving money at the pump, but it just seems like a tactic. Let's just lower the prices 50 cents down or so and, and, you know, make it look all like we're, we're all right and stuff. But really, they're selling off our strategic reserve. That's what 
from what I've gathered from the articles I've read, you know, I'm not a complete expert on this stuff. Um, but I do look at it probably more than the average person. And I just, I just kind of see right through it. I, I really do. I think oil, I, there was a lawsuit, uh, that came out recently about, um, and it was a win for oil and gas about, uh, being able to drill on federal lands that a court struck down, uh, Biden's, um, banning of drilling on federal lands, which is what he implemented on day one of his presidency via executive order. So so a judge had struck that down from what I read, and now more drilling is able to occur. So that's a win. So we definitely want more of that. We want oil and gas. Like literally everything you look at and everything that you touch is comes from oil and gas. Right. So let's not let's not be stupid here. Like let's, you know, let's Let's can we get like a hundred year plan to whittle back oil and gas? Can we just, you know, kind of be smart about it? Can we consult Elon Musk? Like, <laughs> let's not just be stupid and say, oh, my God, the sky is caught falling and we need to content, discontinue using oil and gas as soon as possible. So they think we're going to run out. But, you know, I've done a little math on that, too. And, uh, you know. There's billions of, of oil underground, and not only that, but there's there's even more underground that we don't even have the technology to tap into. And who's to say that that technology won't become available later to tap in further into the ground to acquire more oil and gas? Yep, uh, I heard you uh, mentioning Elon Musk. Like he, he was, uh, wasn't he saying something like uh, one of the things that. Um, the administration is doing as a scam what was what was that it was the uh it was it the esg stuff i think so yeah yeah he 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 literally he said like he he he, i don't remember what it was i just saw like the headline but it was like elon musk says the esg is like the devil or something i don't know just look into it people look into it don't buy into the climate change pull your heartstrings, just like look into it a little bit. Um, I get it. We all want to be good stewards of the environment and we all want to take care of our planet, put our planet, you know, first, but, um, you know, one, you know, one podcast that I listen to, it's been taken off of Spotify. Now, the only way that I know that you can find it is on, um, Patreon. I'll just go ahead and put the plug in now. Uh, it's red pilled America on Patreon. Uh, you have to pay for the podcast. I think it's like $5 a month or something like that. But if you just go on there, pay the $5 and then go on there, Red Pilled America, and search Cherry Picking. That's the name of the episode. And that is where they specifically discuss the debunking of the climate change agenda path forward and how the data was essentially cherry picked. And it's corrupt. I'm not saying it's corrupt, I'm not an expert. All I know is that I've done a lot of research and I've looked into this and I, I've taken notes when I've listened to the podcast, um, Cherry Picking by Red Pilled America. Just go check it out. Listen to it for yourself. Uh, it specifically talks about just some random scientists that wanted to see the data that Al Gore was presenting for the hockey stick theory. And when he just started looking into it, he found some things that just did not make sense. And as he kept going further... Um, you know, things just kind of came out and I think they called it the climate, 
Climate Gate is what they called it. I don't know if you've heard of that or not. Oh, yeah. But look yeah. into it. It's been a while. Nobody's talking about it because it's been literally scrubbed off the internet. Look at this. Uh, one of our uh, viewers, Zero Fuchis, uh, sent us a link to the the thing where Elon Musk was saying Exxon is rated top 10 best in the world for environment and social governance, ESG, by SP, S&P 500, while Tesla didn't make the list. ESG yeah. is a scam. It has been weaponized by phony social justice warriors. So that that is uh, him calling out the uh, the social justice warriors. Is, does it seem like uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, a lot of that stuff going on with that whole deal? Uh, I call it probably. Yeah, yeah. These climate change people think that you shouldn't have kids, and that you know the less population you have, the better it is for for the sustainability of the planet and the people on the planet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, let's see here. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll move on from. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about the uh, the industry before we move on? Actually, um, not necessarily. I just gotta say I really enjoy working in oil and gas, doing air compliance and permitting, in the Permian Basin. And um, you know, I used to be somebody who hated oil and gas, you know, me being a former liberal, um, young and naive. And, um, you know, now I'm very proud to be a part of contributing to helping the, the industry comply and be better. Oh, very good. But, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it, to me, it's truly amazing that, um, how, how far you've come, Kara. You know, um, we've known each other yeah. for a very long time mm -hmm. and, um, it's crazy just to see you come, go from, you know, like you said, you were a liberal, uh, mm -hmm. and then you, of all places, you know, went to work in oil and gas as an environmentalist and here you are today and we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, ESG and, and, and social justice and within all that and how, how it's a scam and, um, before we before we go though, um, before we move off this topic real quick, um, one of the questions that I that I wanted to ask you was, so the it's called the strategic oil reserves, right? That's correct. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. What 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 is strategic about it? Why what what is the purpose of those? Well, to my understanding, it's meant for like an emergency, like either a nationwide or worldwide emergency. Because what did I say it had? 500 million barrels of oil um and the world uses a hundred a day i believe is what i've researched a hundred million a day and the united states uses 20 million a day so i mean yeah that's how much we've got that i mean that's the purpose of it i suppose is for you know to prepare for an emergency and do you think we're we in should an... be just selling it off the article that i read said that they were selling it off with the intention of buying back more later to to uh, replenish Re replenish it. Mm -hmm. uh, so what happens if that gets depleted and um, is that like a bad scenario, right? Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's there for a reason. I don't know. I mean, maybe other presidents have sold off some here and there, maybe, I think. But but we're in a recession. I mean, we should not be selling off. Like, we should be – we're in a recession, apparently. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure that uh, the average day American is like struggling financially right now. And I'm, can't we just drill and get us, get us out of the hole and, and work together and, and, you know, you know, be great if Biden would go down to the Permian Basin and just kind of make friends with those people and encourage them to let's do this. Let's, let's put America first. So he's never been down there. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, but he has, uh, sure. Trump been down there. Oh, hell yeah. Trump's been down there. <laughs> oh, I watched yeah. some of his rallies with him personally, you know, physically there in the Permian Basin. They love him there. Yeah. Good old Trump. So yeah, he. So uh, yeah, gas gas prices were were cheap, and our oil reserves were full. It almost mm-hmm. seems like all this stuff that's going on right now is entirely unnecessary. <laughs> Basically, it's yep. pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Um, let's see. So I met you a long time ago, uh, and then we both were out in the Permian Basin, which is what we're talking about now. And then, um, mm-hmm. for different reasons, we both decided to move to Austin. Yep. And uh, whenever we came down here, uh, anybody that's from Austin probably recognizes Kara. As, um, can I tell them what you did? Yep. All right. So she was a DJ, you know, spinning on the ones and twos. And uh, I was also um, a, a DJ as well as a promoter and an audio engineer. But enough about me. This is uh, We have our guest on here. And um, whenever you lived in Austin, did you – did you notice how things were kind of weird here or, or like any, like the type of people that were here as compared to being out there in the Permian basin? Was there like a culture shock of any sort? I mean, I was one of them. I was somebody that would perfectly fit in with the folks in Austin. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, in the Permian basin in Odessa, Texas, it's, you know, more conservative type people, but but, you know, weird people are in Austin. And guess what you are? Guess what I am or was more of? I mean, we're just unique people. We're artsy. We're creative. We're, you know, open-minded. And, and that's where we wanted to go. We wanted to go. You and I both really wanted to go to Austin. Because yeah. that's where all the cool people were. and Where all the fun was and the music scene was. And, um, and, and we, I remember us sitting together at a bar chatting that we, we were going to go to Austin and we went and we literally both ended up and we, you know, we were doing our own thing, but nonetheless, I mean, we went, we went, I think we ended up in Austin around the same time and I was going to UTPB, um, in Odessa and then I transferred to Texas State San Marcos you know, when I graduated, you know, so I graduated in 2011, then I left because guess what? I got a degree and I wanted to get a real job. So I, I, I went to where I could get a job and <laughs> in my industry just that I fell into. But uh, we had a great time in Austin, Chris. I mean, the music scene was hopping. It was badass. We had so much freaking fun. We made so many friends. We still have those friends now. Uh, you're still there. I mean, but you and I have awakened. Like we, you, I think you were awake for a long time, but I was too. I mean, I will tell you that I used to be um, a Michael Moore. Ooh, that sounds so <laughs> hard to say. But you remember that movie Fahrenheit 9-11? Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that movie changed my life. The Weapons of Mass Destruction. 
do we still believe that they were corrupt and they made up the weapons of mass destruction, you know, to go over there to uh, the Middle East to declare war? I mean, I, I, I don't know. That movie got me by the heartstrings and, and that, you know, Alex Jones talks about that, though, even still. I mean, he talks about how people, you know, kids like you and I, we thought like, you know, what Alex was saying back then, we believed that and we we get it. Guess what? On the side of the fence we are now, though, we're on the conservative side. It's just crazy how things flip, but we're still the same people. But we like left behind the people that just didn't continue to think outside the box, you know, that just continued to get led emotionally and, um, and, and things have just gotten crazy. But yeah, so Austin, um, man, Austin's a shithole now, it seems like, I don't know, man. It just isn't the same. It just, it just isn't the same as it was when we were there before. It's yeah. just been, it's gotten bad. So yeah, yeah, my my experience has been uh, I, I made a lot of friends, and then uh, they found out what I believe, and then half of them just like tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely lost uh, you know a grip of friends, you know, coming out with with my beliefs and and you know my conspiracy theories and stuff like that. You know, I've definitely lost a good a grip of, of friends. You know, from Facebook or whatever. They just quit following me and think I'm crazy. They, I guess they just think I'm crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen, uh, <laughs> I've seen some of the things they've said about me and I'm just like, wow, it's just like gossip world here. Yep. And, um, there's really nothing you can do to get through to them to be like, what you're hearing about me is all lies. They don't care. They'll just, they'll just believe whatever they want to believe. I've seen the same thing. I've seen the same thing on social media about me. The people will be like, I've seen it in comments. Oh my God, I cannot believe that she would think certain way or I cannot believe that she would support Trump in any way. Like, I don't know what happened to her, you know, as she used to be, you know, such a certain way. And yeah, I used to be a certain way, but I grew up, I I grew up and, and I changed, you know, um, I, uh, you know, around, you know, I'm from, from Austin, I moved to, um, let's see, and I've moved all over the place. So it was Austin to Midland, Odessa to Houston, Texas, because I went and got a better job. So I went and followed the money and got a good job in Houston, Texas. And then from there, I met my, uh, my husband now, and he is a, um, he's a retired Navy special operations chief. So he did EOD, so he was a bomb guy. He did secret service work. And he didn't, I mean, we didn't even know that we had so much in common when we first met. But, um, you know, he really helped kind of solidify kind of the direction that I was going. That's awesome. And then, and not only that, but right around that time is when Trump was running. Yeah. You know, and he, and he said something that really got my attention. He said, drain the swamp. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, can we do that? That's great. Let's, let's definitely do that. That was the thing that stuck out the most to me with Trump was when he started talking about draining the swamp, because I always was kind of a, um, like a rebel, you know, I never really trusted the government to begin with. So, um, I see you're wearing a shirt that says walk away there, hashtag walk away. And, uh, 
so a lot of people have walked away from the the Democrat Party, and mm-hmm. that's what that shirt represents. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us what it was that woke you up and what, what that moment was? Yeah. Um, so basically what I was saying uh, about, you know, meeting my husband, and I was, I remember watching Obama during his elections and just politicians in general. After the Bush you know, W times, I just kind of, I was very against Bush. Yeah, a lot of people. Very much against Republicans back then. That was when I was probably 18. And, uh. That's been a, that's been the experience with a lot of people, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we were fed up with that whole era mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. just flocked to Obama and then they fell for Obama. Yep. Did that happen And, to you? you know, I remember, I remember the Patriot Act and all of that. We were all freaked out about the Patriot Act, you know, and anyway, so after all that and after I got through college and I, and I did my whole environmental thing, but I wasn't political during that time. I just was kind of a bleeding heart environmental person and didn't really pay. I mean, I remember during the Obama times, I don't even I'm not sure if I voted, but I was watching the debates and whatnot. And uh, I, I mean, I just don't remember either way caring, but I remember Obama being very charismatic. And I just did not understand why people did not like him because he was so charismatic. My mom, you know, my mom was a hippie, you know, in the 70s. And so she was never really political either way either. But she started to say things about Obama that I just did not get it. I didn't I didn't understand why people did not like him. And she watched that Dinesh D'Souza's documentary called Obama's America came out, I believe, in 2016. I believe. I don't remember the year. But right around that time is when I met my husband and I started to kind of grow up some more. And then I decided that, you know, leading up to the 2016 election, since I was on Facebook all the time, you know, (laughs) I figured that, you know, and I and I cared about learning. Why don't I follow Trump and Hillary and everybody else who's running and CNN and Fox News and just try to get a perspective and what everybody's saying, like specifically coming from these pages. So I started to do that, started to get my own. I wanted perspective. I wanted information. And then Trump started to put out those Facebook live rallies. And I'd get notifications when they would come on. And I would tune in and I would listen. And I would think, to, I, I just remember thinking, this guy is not just another talking head. This is not this is not the same boring politician that just says the same boring generic buzzwords to get the base to, you know, cheer and clap like this is different. This is hardcore. Like I I really enjoyed that. It was like a breath of a breath of fresh air. And a lot of people will say that about Trump when, when, you know, he started to come out, obviously. Yeah, uh, so, you know, it was that that helped me to wake up and, and it kind of stirred up the patriot in me. I started to learn more about like what that means to be an American. I started to become more proud to be an American. Um, I was proud of my husband and all the work that he did, you know, being in the Navy for 20 years, doing six deployments to um, Afghanistan and then I finally watched the Obama's America by Dinesh D'Souza, which kind of laid out all of the, you know, background to Obama that, I mean, people don't know. Like the vast majority of people just 
didn't know. That was such a fundamental, you know, piece of, you know, information that changed me. So it was just a, it was a variety of that. And then, uh, you know, I voted for Trump and uh, now the walkaway thing came, you know, the, the walkaway campaign was founded in 2018 by the former liberal, his name is Brandon Strzok, who voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Uh, and when they lost, I mean, he was one of the, the liberals who was completely devastated. And, you know, he was an activist type, you know, bleeding heart liberal. And he, um, he had posted on Facebook, his stories that he posted on Facebook. I don't know how somebody can vote for a man that would mock a disabled reporter. I mean, we all remember how the, the media demonized Trump for, you know, mocking a disabled reporter. <laughs> I, and, I thought that I shit was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I remember when it happened. I remember them demonizing about him uh, a variety of things about how he wouldn't denounce David Duke and like or something. And like they just took it and just went berserk with it. And it was just so obvious what they were doing. But anyway, he he, he goes on to say that. When he made that post, he was re- uh, um, a childhood friend of his or babysitter or something reached out to him privately in Facebook and, and just sent him this video that was debunking the, um, you know, Trump mocking a disabled reporter. I mean, we know he that's just kind of the way he would flail his arms when he was describing talking about somebody who was like caught in a lie oh i don't know i don't know but the media had had phrased it in a certain way and then they ran with it oh my gosh he's mocking a disabled reporter you know um but that's not what he was doing because the video would show different snap uh, um, little video footages of trump doing that hand gesture like on multiple occasions it was just his you know, hand gestures sometimes when he would be talking. So anyway, he, he, he became aware of that lie. And from there, he just could never be the same. So he started to do more and more research. You can look into some of his stories talking about, you know, how he became awakened to the, to the fact that the media had been completely lying to him about Trump. So he was just never the same after that. He put out a testimonial video about why he walked away from the Democrat party. And uh, from there it sparked the hashtag walkaway movement. And then thousands of other testimonials came out doing the same thing. He knew that there were thousands of people or millions of people that kind of felt the exact same way that, that knew that they had been being lied to and manipulated and, you know, being taken advantage of, you know, by the media. So when I found that movement, you know, that was pretty much, that was me. I had walked away also. I had realized I had been being manipulated emotionally, you know. Yep, that's what they do with that uh, <laughs> emotional manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember uh, also reading a story that the uh, walkaway movement was nothing but paid actors. Do you remember that by chance? I don't. I actually don't remember that. Uh, Yeah, I remember reading it in in multiple places. They were trying to demonize the movement, and they were saying Mm -hmm. that the movement had nothing but paid actors. You know, like, basically, don't pay attention to these people. There's nothing to see here. They're all paid actors. They're just acting. Mm Kind of like the same thing they do with Alex Jones. They try to say he's an actor, even though he's not really an actor. 
you know, like sometimes yeah. he puts on a little act here and there, like what I did earlier during the show, but I'm also a real person with real thoughts and real beliefs. He's satire. Yeah, so, some, of the, uh, some of the things, like what I did earlier, that was just complete satire. Do you really think that um, yeah. Reptilian Overlord took over this studio? Hell no, I would never no, let that happen. No, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, the walkaway movement, and it's insane, you know, that, that movement gained a huge following on Facebook. It amassed 500,000 members on their walkaway uh, main Facebook group along with state groups but the main the main group was over 500,000 people and it was full of testimonials of, of written testimonials video testimonials I mean it was catching fire and people were walking away from the Democrat Party and more and more people were you know it's not just the Democrat Party when we walk away from you know any kind of corruption but more and more people were registering as Republicans, registering as independents, you name it, and it made a huge impact. Well, on January 6th, Brandon Strzok was at the Capitol, and he was on the steps on, I think he said the east side. It was like a, a different side than where like the main violence was occurring. So he was just on this one side of the Capitol. He was on the steps with a big mass of people, and he was filming, you know, for his followers. Um, you know, what's going on and uh, the doors, those big doors were opening and people were like flooding in. Anyway, he, he didn't go in. He, he was on the steps for eight minutes filming. He didn't go in. But two weeks later, the FBI came knocking on his door and, and to his apartment and, and, and took him to jail and raided his apartment and took his belongings and stuff. And then after that went on about a year and a half of him being, you know, having to go through legal battles. And they tried to end the walkaway movement is, is what it appeared to be. Yeah. The guy was, but, just, uh, the guy was just on the steps. He didn't even go inside. You know, what did they no. charge him with? I think, I think he pled, I think he ended up kind of, I don't know the details exactly. And I don't want to like quote anything, but he ended up uh, taking a plea bargain, I believe to a misdemeanor oh so they they basically contact i think it was disorderly conduct i mean surely i've heard him say the story enough you think i'd have it memorized by now but i think it was disorderly conduct he he and so now he's free i mean but what happened was is that they his paypal got canceled i mean the entire walkaway campaign got completely smashed because Nobody, no payment processor or anything would support him any longer. They dropped him. They canceled him. Not to mention during what I like to call the conservative purge that occurred all across social media, they deleted the, the Facebook group, you know, the 500,000 member Facebook group with all the testimonials. They completely wiped it away. History gone nothing and these are just people that are just saying why they walked away from the democrat party and then they were like yeah. oh no we can't we can't have that we can't have you telling yeah. people why you left we're, yeah, we're just gonna deleted it they completely deleted it you know along with a lot of i mean trump got canceled i mean we we watched in horror as people were like censored off the internet like off of facebook yeah. it was literally horrifying watching that happen 
but uh but it's been you know it's been about i guess a couple years now you know brandon or a year and a half now um you know brandon has you know made his way through all that those legal challenges and now they're rebuilding they're completely rebuilding that's very good and um they're they're um They've got a walkaway social about to launch here soon. Is that like uh, a social network? Mm-hmm. It's not meant to like replace Facebook or anything. It's just a, a platform for which can never be canceled. So that all the walkaway people and the testimonials can exist. And, and uh, so, this isn't mm-hmm. launched yet. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll be on the lookout yeah, for that. So, yeah. Look, keep a lookout on it. So, but uh, yeah, so we're, you know, we're trying to be more active and, you know, we, we at the walk away campaign, we help and encourage those to walk away from the left. I mean, that's just, you know, what we try to do. So have you had uh, anybody that you'd know personally uh, walk away? Yes, I do. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. So you're, so yeah, you're making a difference out there, Kara. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I have a really close friend here in my hometown who, uh, I'm close. I'm very close with her. And, you know, we've been talking for two years and, you know, I've been so immersed in, you know, this information and learning. And I've been talking about all this stuff for two years. And, and, you know, she just, you know, did, she hated Trump. You know, she was just somebody that just hated Trump and, um, you know, bought into the kids in cages, bought into the mocking a disabled reporter, you name it. And, uh, you know, after, uh, after a while, she, she actually became a born again Christian and, and just started to kind of look outside the box and, and, and look at what like me and like what, you know, the Christian organizations were saying and just kind of came to the conclusion. Okay. I mean, she, she basically felt like you can't be a Christian and be a Democrat. I mean, I know that sounds. I, I actually uh, agree. Like yeah. Democrats, basically just a bunch of demons running around, you know, and that's my personal opinion. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they're demons, but they act like demons, you know, like um, uh, when we come, when we talk about uh, Christians and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let's talk about abortion. We were we were talking about this uh, before we came on mm-hmm. to the show. Um, Kara, what happened to you? Did you did you flip on abortion? Tell us about that. I did. I did flip on abortion. Um, you know, leading up to the Roe versus Wade thing, um, I never really thought twice about abortion. Really, I mean, I mean, I never thought it was okay to have like a late term abortion. I guess I never really thought about it in depth. Um, but uh, you know, Roe versus Wade got overturned, and more more people were talking about it and people were talking about well it's okay if it's incest it's okay if it's rape it's it's okay if it's to save the mother's life i guess that means an ectopic pregnancy i'm not sure but i was like okay yeah sure i mean after you know before 6 weeks you know i guess that's fine i, I mean i didn't really i mean i literally thought that all that was okay you know but right after roe versus wade was overturned you actually had posted something on Facebook. It was um, a video of a man who used to perform abortions and he quit. I guess he changed his mind and it was a, it was a video. It was like a graphic, you know, um, illustrated video of, you know, what happens during an abortion. I watched that and I never really thought about it that way. And and I don't want to really go into detail about that. 
yeah, yeah, the video that also bad. in that video they yeah. also talk about how it's not necessarily safe either. Um, causes all kinds of issues, and so uh, so now you you definitely don't believe in an abortion anymore. So you've you've gone from being a, a, a liberal. Oh, the, 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 sorry, hold on. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, a liberal. We're on the red side here. <laughs> You've gone from being a, a liberal and somebody that didn't really have an opinion about abortion, you know, except for maybe late-term abortion, to like full-blown, the complete other side now. Now you're a Christian, mm-hmm. and um, this is really awesome, Kara. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, not only that, but like it, it, it was like another step further. I mean, I've been listening to American Family Radio. AFR, you know, the American Family Association, they're a Christian organization. And I started listening to, to them, and uh, th- they specifically put out an article about abortion and about, you know, discussing, you know, just because a child is conceived from rape or incest is not their fault, and that just, just doesn't seem right to kill that child, kill that life. You know, I read that article and, and, you know, just seeing precious babies and, you know, thinking about all those women that can't have babies and then seeing precious babies out there and then think and then knowing that, you know, I, I, it just changed my mind. It literally just did. And uh, I, I just can't believe how desensitized I was to abortion, you know. Well, that's uh. That's awesome that you have uh, come to uh, finally see the light. Unfortunately, some of our friends still aren't there yet. And um, if we can continue to uh, to share the truth and like share information, we can bring some of those some of those people over to our side. And that's what this is all about. This is a numbers game, and uh, we have to just work as as quick as we possibly can to get the the most people as wake as possible. And I thank you very much, Kara, for being part of the walk away campaign and doing your part to uh, make sure that people are awake. And you've turned out to be a very amazing person. And thank you for joining us on this show here. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? What else do we got here? Let's, uh, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you wanted to talk about the, uh, the drag your kids to pride thing that's been going on. That's uh that's some pretty wild stuff, isn't it? So like, First and foremost, what do kids have to do with any type of sexual orientation, right? What do they have to do with pride? But now we literally have them slipping drag queens dollar bills and stuff. So what are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I've always had, you know, friends who are gay. You know, we we both have friends who are gay. I don't care. I mean, I never, yep. I never really thought much about it. I mean, I don't care. You're an adult. You know, if you're an adult and, and that's what you decide to do, I don't have to agree with it or understand it or anything or, um, you know, I can understand how potentially somebody may feel that way or want to go down that route. Um, it's not my place to judge, but, you know, being more of a Christian, I've kind of, you know, my, my views have changed more on, on that topic, but kids bringing kids into the fold with that that's something i can't understand um you know it it kind of started to creep in i mean literally like just like in the past you know year and a half two years i watched it happen live i mean i watched netflix start you know pushing it more disney start pushing it more commercials start pushing it more 
you know, they started just normalizing it more. And then all of a sudden, recently, uh, literally over the past six months, they've got these kid-friendly drag shows. And like the majority of people do not see this stuff. I follow a lexic, I think it's a lexic movement. It's the uh, Latinos, the walk away. Oh yeah, lexic, yep. Lexic, yeah. If you go on their Instagram, they post this stuff. They expose it all the time. But it's wild. I mean, there are like, you know, drag queens prancing around with their asses hanging out. And even, I've even seen prosthetic breasts hanging out, walking around a restaurant. And people are handing this person money and children are handing this person money. And people are like clapping and cheering for it. And I don't understand it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just kind of shocking. It really is shocking. Like, um, it's shocking to me too. Cause what, what do, what do drag queens have to do with any of this to be, any of this to begin with? And it's like, now they're the new LGBT elemental mm -hmm. P mascot. But yeah, I mean, Chris, we've been, I mean, I've been to drag. I mean, I've been to gay bars. Yeah. I, mean, I remember, I remember, you know, the one or two that were in Odessa Midland. I mean, yeah, I remember those. I, I, I remember those very well too. I remember I was a DJ, and they they told me to come mix out at one of those things. And uh, I remember uh, going into the bathroom, and I, mm -hmm. I, I actually I remember I, I was this all happened while I was actually mixing while I was DJing. You know, I was like, all right, I got to use the bathroom, so I decided to pick a really long record so that I could throw mm -hmm. it on there and. Uh, make my way to the bathroom and I went into uh to the men's restroom it said men's on it and I walked in there and I saw a couple of ladies in there and I just freaked out uh and I and I I left and I went into I thought that uh, I I was young and naive and uh had no idea what was going on I thought that it, since it was a gay club they probably invert things and do things weird so I thought that they switched the names of the men's and women's restrooms. So I, I was kind of stupid. Um, and so I decided, well, okay, so that's what they did. They just, they're playing a prank in here. I'll just go to the women's restroom. And then so I went into the women's restroom and then they freaked out, you know, and I also freaked out. I was like, whoa, sorry, I did not mean to do this. This was definitely a mistake, you know, like, and, and meanwhile, I have a record spinning, you know, an actual vinyl. That's how long ago this was. That's all we had. Um and uh uh long story short i went outside and uh and then i came back in and then i started uh to think to myself like what did i just get myself into what just happened and uh i realized you know like those women that were in the men's restroom they were actually pretty ugly looking and i was like that they they weren't they weren't women at all those were men yeah. dressed yeah, up as women I inside of, yeah i remember and i remember not caring like yeah yeah yeah, it wasn't I mean, like a, it wasn't like a big deal, you know. Like I just got right back up there and uh, I started mixing and and I finished the set and they paid me a lot of money and um, that was all good and done. But like I wasn't really hating on anything, you know. Like I was inside the gay clubs, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. I wasn't I wasn't a hater of gay people. I still am not. But whenever you start bringing the the children into it, that's where I draw the line, you know. Like. This is that that is that is out of control and not and I and it, it makes me kind of sad because that also, you know, like it, it just makes that whole community look bad if they're, you know, when they start, uh, if that if it even is a community, 
um, whenever the LGBT, LMNOP people start doing stuff like that, they're oblivious to the fact that it makes them look really bad. And what do they think that the rest of society is going to think about them? Because like, I definitely do not agree with having children involved in any type of sexual activity at all, period. When I say activity, I mean like orientation, any, any, anything sexual. It should, it should not even be a thing when it comes to children. What are your thoughts on that? Right. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we have to protect. I mean, we have to protect our children either way. I mean, whether it's homosexual or heterosexual, it's just not. I mean, and I and I have personal stories from my my little nieces and my little cousins, you know, coming home and talking about this stuff. Like, I think I might like girls. I think I don't know. I think I may like both. I'm not sure. And and it's just how I young mean, are they? I think, huh? How young are they? Young. Like, like you know, I mean, middle We're... school, you know, elementary school. I mean, it's, I mean, I know it's always kind of been this way. So it's not like that unusual to kind of be thinking about this. But, but it is so infused in our society now. I mean, it's just, I mean, literally, I remember when the Blues Clues, like, came out recently with the, with the, with the drag queen parade thing. Oh, Blues yeah. Clues. And they had the gay okay. frogs. Yeah. Yeah. They had the gay, gay frogs. Uh, and then, uh, then, like, the cereal thing. I don't remember what cereal it was, but they had, like, choose your pronouns, like, on the back of the cereal box. Like, what? how is and and i remember specifically asking my family member like how is this okay and and they they defended it and that's why this that's why this topic kind of hits home to me because it it directly impacted my you know my family and and i just could not i did not understand it i mean they just it's just you know the blues clues thing um i don't even know what else came out disney i mean i i, I don't i don't want to be insensitive or anything but i also don't want to you know think that this isn't something there's some big there's there's some big agenda going on there's some there's something going on it just does not make sense it's the new Why? world order kara I'm telling you, they're they're taking over. They're trying to infiltrate every single aspect of life. The oil and gas industry, the schools. Now they're taking the uh, drag kid uh, story time, uh, whatever, uh, into yeah. like private venues and stuff. You know, uh, they're doing yeah. Don't all call these me a conspiracy theorists. Don't call me a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you're, you're well. You're not a conspiracy theorist. These are real things that are happening. This is not a theory. This is real. You know, it is and, now, it and yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's something that, you know, people like Alex Jones have been warning about for a very long time. Um, nobody really wanted to take him seriously, but look at where we are. You know, Alex Jones, I'm wearing this shirt. Alex Jones is right. Yet again, you know, and, uh, I got the book. I got the book. The oh, Great look at that. So yeah, this, right uh, here. did you get the, uh, did you get the, let me, let me bring up here. Look at that. That's the great reset. Yeah, I bought it on world. Amazon. Go on Amazon right now and buy this book. It's like, I think it's like 25 bucks. It literally got to number six on Amazon. I think that's the highest it's got. Number six, top six, 
or top 10, whatever. That's incredible. Alex Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that's Amazon. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, good thing yeah. you didn't get it from the InfoWarsStore.com. They, they yeah. don't contribute to the Alex Jones carpet tunnel. Yeah, if you want to get an autographed version, oh, you don't can tell go that. on InfoWarsStore.com. <laughs> Huh? I was, oh, just, I was just kidding. Know. I was like, "Don't tell them that." We don't. We don't want to give Alex Jones carpal tunnel. But you know, I well, don't. Even, I, I don't even he, know if they're I doing that or not anymore. But if they yeah, are, he's done. I think he's done signing. I think I don't know if you can get it anymore. I think it's done now. But yeah, I didn't get an autograph version, but I did go on Amazon and buy it because I wanted to help contribute to oh, yeah. getting the book up there in the charts. Thank you very much, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, so have you read it yet? Have you got a cover? Are you still working not, on it? Not quite yet. I'm trying to get through this book right here. What is that book? Trump. So this is a book called An In Walk Trump for Just a Time as This. It's by an anonymous author. My mother and I uh, were in Abilene. My mother just moved out of the big city of Fort Worth to Abilene. Thank God. And uh, we were walking around at a gun and knife show together. And, and we stumbled upon a woman who was trying to, who was selling this book that she had written. And, and it's wild because like the first couple pages, it, it references, uh, it says, it, it blew my mind. It said, uh, a lot of this information has been matched to information heard on the Alex Jones show and read on infowarsstore.com. All information can be found on infowars.com and is left to the reader to agree or disagree. I mean, that was kind of crazy. Like that, that, that really blew my mind. Wow. So I'm almost done with this book. Yeah. And it's, it's good. I mean, talk about the new world order and all the things that yeah. you'd be called crazy if you talked about, you know, but we're not crazy. This, this is all real. This is really happening. We gotta, we gotta warn people, but I that's, know. we do. That's awesome. You got those books, Kara. Yeah, very good, very good. Walk away, Alex Jones book. Get waking people up, turning into a, a very amazing person, Kara, or KJ, KJ. That's what it was. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, looking through my notes here to see if there was anything else. Oh, hey, uh, there was one thing that we skipped over. We'll, we'll uh, back it up just a bit. Go back into your. Uh, uh, oil and gas thing. So uh, um, I pulled up this article right here that uh, says uh, Texas now produced more oil than e than every country in the world besides Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq. Wow, an energy miracle yeah. in the Lone Star State has to be one of the most remarkable energy successes uh, success stories in history. Wow, can you uh, can you tell us about this? I mean, it looks like. I mean, I didn't really completely read the article, but it looks like they're they're drilling more in the Permian Basin, which is a good thing. But the Permian Basin, if you scroll down, that little that little state of Texas right there on that little map, I'm telling you, Texas has I mean, we can be Texas has so much oil and gas. It's unbelievable. Like look at that uh daily the graph, daily oil production, Texas versus Canada. Um Let's see what else here. The Lone Star State has nothing to do with Obama's recent delusional claims of his alleged contribu 
contributions to America's new position on the world's number one oil producer and everything to do with the contributions of free market capitalism. Um, we got to drill in the oil in the Permian Basin. I mean, that's just, we got to do it. Yeah. Keep it going. And, and, and they're trying to comply with these rules. And, you know, some of the rules are valuable. I, oh. I mean, I cannot deny. He was saying, but, Zero uh, Virtue is saying this article is from 2019. So that is a that is a while oh, is ago. It? Yep. Yep. Oh well, that's a while ago. That but are you seeing? So, but you're you're going out there. Are you paying attention to the uh, oil production? So, where we uh we, we we got a lot of oil down there. I guess is the premise of all of this, right? Like, so we have mm-hmm. so much oil. Um, mm-hmm. Did Greg Abbott tweet this out early, recently or something? I thought he did. I don't. I, maybe I saw it on LinkedIn. I uh, didn't realize it was an older article though. Actually, I'll, but, I'll just yeah. checked. Yeah, yeah, that that is exactly what happened. Um, that was uh, Greg Abbott did uh, spreading that old news. <clears throat> but I that's guess okay. so. Right? <laughs> Lord, but anyway, we do it just. I mean, oil and gas. It, it really is like a factory down there in, in the Permian Basin, and everybody's trying really hard to comply. Everybody's trying to capture their emissions and and be good, and but we don't want to be demonized. You know, we just want. It's all just kind of work together. You don't have to laugh at us and demonize us like it seems this administration does from time to time. You know, uh, Biden's direct words to people, I'm going to shut down oil and gas. You know, I'm going to, I promise you, little girl, that we're going to end all fossil fuels. You know, I mean, I mean, yep. he literally says things word for word. I mean, just pull it up. It's unbelievable. You know, just typical, just typical. They just say what they need to say at the time to get the votes. Yep. And to get people all jazzed up. Just like he said, oh, we're going to unify and, you know, and and then he comes then, out, you know, it's all the divisive. day before yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And then he comes out the day before, you know, whatever it was, a couple of days ago and, you know, demonizes all MAGA Republicans like we're. We don't respect the Constitution, which is insane. He said, I'm or the rule of law. The Constitution right now, like I, I love. I'm, I'm waking up to what it means. You know, we the people, and and you know, Trump helped kind of facilitate me going in that direction. You know, that just it's just the lies are. It's maddening. <laughs> yep, this has been going on for a very, very long time, longer than most people realize, and uh, it's very good to see that now people are starting to wake up to it, so we can probably, hopefully, do something about it, and, and we are going to do something about it. Uh, the secret is, is we will win. No, either, no matter what happens, we're going to win. Maybe we could either do this the easy way or the hard way, uh, easy way being spread the information, share those links, um, get everybody awake. The hard way, um, don't do any of that. Don't share the links. Don't don't turn people on Infowars. Don't do and and things get really bad, and over time people will eventually wake up from it being so bad. The question therein lies: uh, Will it be too late? And so that's yeah. uh that's all what we're wondering right now, trying to do the math and figure out is is it going to be too little, too late or not? Um, mm-hmm. But it looks like uh, darker days are to come. Uh, you know. Um, it looks like they're going to be uh, starting to implement the um, the elect- electric currency uh, 
you know, grid thing. Um, well, I've heard that in Colorado, that was a thing, right? Where they, they, you know, set everybody's thermostat to 80 or something. Oh yeah. That's another, Uh, another part of the control. Yeah. And that's happening everywhere. Not just in Colorado. That's, that's all over the place, but that was one of the, uh, stories that got picked up uh, a lot more than the rest of them. But yeah, that's, uh, it's controlling every single people, those people specifically opted yeah. And, you know, they check but the they, box to save a hundred dollars a year and, and, you know, doing the community, helping the community by, you know, but they opted into it, not really knowing exactly what it, that would mean. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't even think there should be like an opt in thing, you know, like, uh, not even have that option, you know, cause I mean, I, like you said, probably a lot of people signed up for that just trying to save some money. And not mm-hmm. realizing that that meant that you know, like, hey, you know, uh, um, you're you're gonna suffer through all through yeah. through the seasons. Uh, anytime we want, you know, we can just come in there and just be like, lock you out of your thermostat, you know, and which Crazy. is uh, one of the greatest inventions ever. Behold the thermostat, and now you can't even use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're gonna be. Uh, it looks like they're gonna be implementing you know the uh the digital currencies that they want want us to all get on and um i have a few stories in my stack here about all of that coming up uh but before you go uh there is some stories in here that uh i do wanted to bring up while you're riding shotgun with us and um we'll start with this one right here kara so check this out i don't know if you've uh seen this yet but um, you were talking a lot about uh, Disney earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is uh, airing on Disney+. Plus. So here we go. Um, it's, uh, Disney airs animated series about Satan impregnating a reluctant mother who births the Antichrist. Have you heard about this? I have not. Look at this. Not yet. It's an animated series. She's got the whole. This is this is very crazy. So Disney. Uh, let me see if I can. I I need to get a different set of glasses here. But let me see if I can read this stuff here. Disney Plus has dropped its latest animated series, which follows the life of a young teenage girl who learns she is a human demon hybrid spawn of Satan. The series titled Little Demon is set 13 years after the devil impregnated a single reluctant mother resulting in the birth of their antichrist daughter Chrissy. Wow. 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 So uh, Disney Plus Informer describes the show as an animated comedy featuring the voices of Danny DeVito and Aubrey Plaza. (laughs) It has been 13 years since being uh, impregnated by Satan and a reluctant mother, Laura, and her antichrist daughter Chrissy attempt to live in an ordinary life in Delaware. However, the two are constantly thwarted by monstrous forces, including Satan, who yearns for custody of his daughter's soul. The series is said to feature demonic witchcraft, pagan rituals, uh, gratuitous blood, gore, and nudity. And uh, Little Demons is not the first series Disney has aired promoting Satanism. 
In 2020, the company introduced the first bisexual child as a lead character in the kids' series, The Owl House, created by Dana Terrace. The story follows a 14-year-old bisexual Dominican-American girl who is intent on becoming a witch after stumbling upon a portal into the demon realm where she uh, befriends a rebellious witch. According to Newsweek, Alex Hertz, a writer and animator who previously worked with the series, creator on the show Gravity Falls, said... Uh, he wanted to pick my brain on the early days of the series when the original pitch was Girl Hangs Out with Witch in Hell. The artist, uh, Ricky Kamina, said, when Dinah first approached me, she said that we're trying to make this demon realm part of Disney, which is something I didn't think would happen. Well, it looks like it happened now. Kamina went on to say, we really wanted to make this demon realm feel like home and uh, just had to figure out how to do it. Little Demon began streaming on Disney Plus in Australia and New Zealand on Wednesday, September first. So that's the uh, that's the story. Isn't that isn't that wild? It's so wild that like I can't even believe it. Like just like a m- other million things that have occurred in the past, yeah. you know, two years. It's like it's so bizarre. It's just hard to believe that you go in and look into it. I have literally purchased books just to get my hands on these books and see for my own eyes this crap that this disgusting crap that's in these books uh, i go down the rabbit hole i mean i'm not gonna lie i go down the rabbit hole i gotta see it for myself it's crazy adon salazar is uh, in on chat he's saying it's on fx i don't know if this is a, a misquoted article from sharing fake news here but uh this is something that definitely sparked my attention whenever i was uh Looking for news, I was like, "Wow!" So, um, now we just say whether if it's Disney or not. Uh, we're 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 getting, um, we're we're getting a lot of uh satanic demonic cartoons. Uh, yeah. That uh are obviously, um, I mean, like, not all cartoons are targeting children, but children tend to watch these types of things because whenever they're young and the flashy art and stuff like that is more interesting than to than actual movies. And it's just sad to see what they're doing in society with this kind of stuff. It looks mm-hmm. like uh, looks almost like some Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, Antonio M. Travis said a while back. He said. This is a little off topic, but he said, I walked away when Trump was found not guilty about Russian collusion. Yes. Sorry to change the subject there, but I'm scrolling through the comments and it's like, yeah, good. Yep. Yep. That Russian collusion story turned out to be a bunch of BS, didn't it? I'm I'm looking through the... It's crazy because like all the things that's been coming at us... It's like, you know, we've seen how it's such a lie, all of it. And we're like sitting here horrified and traumatized while everybody buys into it and we're traumatized. And but but here it is coming out, Chris. It's coming out one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And so people need to speak up. I mean, I'm just going to rant here for just a second. Go ahead. Please. Please encourage you, encourage your loved ones, encourage your family. If they can make a stand, please make a public stand. Please encourage people to vote to save our country. Vote in person. Don't vote on election day. Try to get involved at any local level that you possibly can. 
even if you just donate one hour a, a, a week, a month to helping a local candidate, just anything. We've got to activate on the local level. I've been, I, I was ignorant to any of, any of these things and how local politics work, but I've learned that there's like, you know, 400,000 precinct chairman positions for the GOP nationwide and only half of them are filled. And, and those precinct chair positions, they have a vote in, in local, you know, elections, I, I suppose. They have a vote, they have a say, and, and, and they also help get out to vote. So, you know, my mother was saying in Abilene, you know, there's only like a 20% vote rate or something amongst Republican, registered Republicans. That's sad. And so, the, yeah, so like the, pre, and they're like, and they voted like hardcore red, you know, but there's so much to tap into. There's so many people to tap into and to reach. There's so many people, there's so many moderates that just need somebody to come to them and say, do you need to change your voter registration? Do you need to become registered? Do you need to, you know, are you registered at your current address? And in Kentucky, any citizen can can do that. You don't have to be like a deputy voter registrar or whatever, but just figure it out. And my and my suggestion to, to everybody is to just, if you don't know where to start, go figure out who your, your, your local GOP organi- chairperson is. Get on Facebook, try to find your local you know, Republican Party, and just start reaching out to them. Start, figure out who's running for office. See how you can help them. Just anything, please, get involved at the local level. Yes, yes. Because school boards, just anything. I mean, I know we're not experts at this stuff because we've been living in, like, you know, like, beautiful American life and not ever even thinking about this stuff. But now things are crazy, like what you just what you just pointed out. Yeah, it's just and then the books that are in the school libraries and, you know, it's getting it's getting real. It's getting scary. And and please don't stay silent. And I know many of the people who watch this are not, but I just encourage everybody to make a stand who hasn't. Yep. Thank you very much, Kara. And um on a very hilarious note, you said all of that stuff here on the Liberty Broadcast, and, and uh, the Liberty Broadcast is also, uh, after the show, we upload this to Spotify. And um, speaking of Spotify, check this out. <clears throat> so this is Occupy Democrats. Uh, they got really oh. mad. They said, breaking influential podcaster Joe Rogan ignorantly urges American to vote Republican as a form of supposed payback for businesses closing down due to the pandemic. Dangerous rhetoric as the GOP embraces full fascism. Retweet to demand that Spotify drop Joe Rogan. And uh, it goes on, believe it or not. If you support a boycott of Spotify until they drop Joe Rogan's podcast after he just ignorantly urged Americans to vote Republican as payback for businesses closing down due to the pandemic, dangerous rhetoric as the GOP embraces full fashion, please retweet and follow us. Like I, Those, I, That Occupy Democrats, I dare you to go look and follow them on Facebook or Twitter. That, I don't want to follow them. 
No, no I mean it's opposition research, but like oh yeah, yeah. they are they they will make they are they are horrible. They literally just want to trigger you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's terrible. I mean it they just invert the truth completely. Now, but yeah. what's crazy, what, what I was pointing out there is like, you know, you're over here getting people to walk away, you know, like uh, get registered to vote, you know, like uh, let's uh, let's get let's get some Republicans in there. Right. You know, and then this is going to go on Spotify and I challenge Occupy Democrats to boycott the Liberty broadcast because you know what? We're not going anywhere. We're here. Rachel's not here. I'm hosting the show. Dear God, please let her come. Uh, but um. Uh, I am. I'm here. We're doing this. We got Kara in the house. Thank you very much for joining us, Kara. And um, is there anything that you would like to say before uh, before I let you off the hook here? I don't think so. So this is my first thank time you. interviewing somebody ever. Uh, thank and you for being my, my very first, first person. This- yeah, this is my first time being interviewed. Wow! Wow! Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So so we're both at some first here. The Liberty Broadcast making firsts, and um, is uh, I'll go ahead and uh, let get out of your hair. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, thank you for uh, supporting Alex Jones by buying his book. Everybody, go pick that thing up on Amazon.com, and I will catch you on the other side, Kara. You have a wonderful evening. Okay. All right. We'll see you soon. All righty. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. How do y'all like that? Let's see here. I'm in this uh, this pilot seat here. It's a pretty crazy operation we've got set up here. I'm learning how to do all this stuff. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Antonio. Learning as we go here. This is a nice mouse. Look at this. This is this is crazy. All right. So uh, let's see here. I'm gonna pull up something real quick, and then um, I will be right back. But I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, show you all this thing. So one of the things that uh, Rachel wanted me to do was play some videos and stuff. And I'm also going to go through some news. And um, But if anybody... Uh, never mind. No, uh, if, if anybody can get a hold of her and tell her to get over here, that would be awesome. <laughs> but we're going to check this out. Uh, this is uh, this right here is on uh, Band.Video by Greg Reese. It's about Diana. The book has now arrived. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, I, I forgot. I'm in the. I'm in this this thing here, and uh, all I gotta do is hit. There we go. Twenty-five five years ago, Princess Diana's car crashed inside the Pont de la Alma tunnel in Paris, France. Her lover, Dottie Fayed, died upon impact, along with the driver. And even though Diana survived, it took about 40 minutes to get her from the car to the ambulance. The official story was that they were trying to free her from the car, but several witnesses say that Diana was conscious and unobstructed. Photographs show that the back seat of the car was undamaged, and witnesses were pleading with the police to open the door and help her. Once in the ambulance, it took about 40 minutes for them to choose a hospital, and when they finally set off, the ambulance drove at a snail's pace and made several stops, taking about 40 minutes to drive less than four miles. Doctors were turned away. Witnesses were strip-searched. Cameras were confiscated. No evidence was gathered. No blood samples were taken. And by 3 a.m., the entire scene was sprayed down with high-pressure water hoses. 
Mercedes wanted to study the wreckage to see why it failed so badly, but they were denied. Diana's body was taken by the royal family, who had her reproductive organs removed before burying her remains. All 17 cameras along the route of the crash were mysteriously turned off, and all radio police frequencies went down. Witnesses were assaulted and threatened, and there was no investigation. Not until the inquest, 10 years later, which is when most people learned that Diana had penned a note in 1996 saying that someone was going to kill her in a car accident. This note was concealed for six years. At the inquest, experts agreed that Diana would have survived if they had gotten her to a hospital. But the blame was put upon a military-style attack. According to witnesses, a group of motorcycles, along with a white Fiat Uno, worked in concert to crash the car. First, with a blinding flash of light, followed by an explosion from the front tire of the Mercedes. During the inquest, a former MI6 agent described being shown the very same plan in 1992 for a possible MI6 assassination of Slobodan Milosevic and claimed it was MI6 who killed Diana. Because of all this, the inquest ended with the verdict of unlawful killing, blaming her death on the mysterious military hit squad. But the mainstream media spun the entire thing to make it sound like it was the paparazzi that caused her to crash, which is demonstrably false. And while there was no investigation into finding the members of this military hit squad, three years later, the alleged driver of the white Fiat, who had ties to MI6, reportedly committed suicide after being found shot twice in the back of the head and burned inside of his car. During the inquest, many things were kept from the jury, such as the fact that Diana's seatbelt was found to be defective and evidence of the car being sabotaged. Interestingly, these things would have brought more suspicion towards Dottie's father, Mohammed Al-Fayed who, after turning down repeated offers from the French government to provide security, was solely responsible for Diana's security detail. And at the last minute, had them leave their security detail in front of the hotel as a decoy and take a different car, a car that was recently stolen, broken, repaired, and never checked by security. Left with only one security guard, they were also assigned a new driver. Henri Paul, who had no chauffeur permit, was tied to foreign intelligence services, was seen on camera signaling to someone just before setting off, had received over 50,000 francs the day of the crash. And this was all under the watch of Mohammed Al-Fayed, who was deeply connected to the intelligence community. He was business partners with one of Lee Harvey Oswald's handlers and represented the grandfather of Mohammed Atta. But none of that was mentioned during the inquest. Instead, with the help of pop culture agents such as Howard Stern and Piers Morgan, Mohammed Al-Fayed has provided the world with the cover story that Diana was pregnant with Dottie's child and Prince Philip had her killed because he's racist. Which seems like a strange cover story. That is, if you don't realize that the entire thing was a satanic ritual. Rituals are meant to be witnessed and the death of Diana is steeped in satanic ritual. The royal family, originally known as the Sachs-Coburg-Gotha bloodline, changed their name to Windsor to sound more British. Their inbred family is traced back to Vlad the Impaler, 
otherwise known as Dracula. And with several proud Nazis in the family, including Prince Philip, the royal family is obsessed with pagan ritual and all things occulted. According to the carefully planned breeding of royal bloodlines, the marriage between Diana and Charles was for the Merovingian ancestry of Lady Diana to be seeded into the royal family. Diana was well aware of this and referred to herself as the Windsor Broodmare. They were married at St. Paul's Cathedral, owned by the royal family and built upon the site of a Roman temple dedicated to the goddess Diana. According to occult beliefs, the goddess Diana was Lucifer's consort, and on August 13, 1313, they produced a magical daughter named Aradia. In Freemasonry, this same trio is known as Osiris, Isis, and Horus. This same ritual is shown in the Roman Polanski film Rosemary's Baby, where the innocent virgin is unknowingly recruited by a satanic cult to mate with Lucifer and spawn a child. After the birth of Prince William, Diana became a threat to the family. She had major influence and used it to shine a light on the family's powerful interests, such as the endless war machine. Her life was being threatened, and she told several friends that the family was going to kill her. Less than a month before her death and after a series of affairs, Diana started seeing family friend Dottie Fayed, and on August 31st, the satanic ritual sacrifice date for the goddess Diana, Diana of Wales was driven out of the way past an ancient Egyptian obelisk and into a tunnel named in dedication to the goddess Diana. Inside this tunnel, Diana's Mercedes crashed into the 13th pillar where she was kept to bleed to death above a known ancient Merovingian underground chamber for the ritual blood sacrifice worship to the goddess Diana. This is the religion of the world's elite. Prince Philip said he would like to be reincarnated as a deadly virus to wipe out humanity. His underling, Maurice Strong, co-founded the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab. And Prince Charles, who brags of being related to Dracula, co-founded the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Initiative. These are the leaders of the so-called New World Order. These monsters are the best that they have. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Thank you for watching the latest All Great right. Reese Report. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy food. Yeah, it's Rachel Ray. <laughs> Just kidding. Hello, everybody. I am here. And e yes, it happened. Drones did such an awesome job <laughs> hosting. I was able to catch a little bit of it. I had to take care of some very important things and I didn't we didn't uh, want to just stream something for you guys we want to give as much as we can and thankfully drones was able to step it up although you do a great job anyway what so dang <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so we're just going to keep the ball rolling. Uh, Drones has some awesome com- compiled news here. We're going to keep going through it. And uh, Drones, I did want you to explain to me a little bit more about this Princess Diana uh, video. Cause um, I, uh, I, I just, uh, I was really, um, I remember I was a kid whenever all of this <clears throat> happened. And uh it just blew my mind how none of this stuff made sense, you know, and I was a kid and I was like, uh, hearing that the paparazzi is who killed her. And to me, that didn't make any sense at all whatsoever. Right. And, um, this is actually the first report that I've ever seen where it literally, I, I didn't hear from anybody that this didn't make sense. This was my own thought. And then I saw this Greg Reese thing about Princess Diana, and that's why I wanted to share it here because it's the first report that I've ever seen that literally talks about the same thing that I that I was thinking. Right. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool. Cool, yeah. I came in mid, like, at the end of the report, so I have not seen that report yet. Uh, so I'll definitely check it out. And you had an awesome guest on. Yep. That was so cool. KJ, yep. Cool. I love it. Uh, everything looks so good, and... You know, we love having guests and drones hosting. It's just like wonderful. In <laughs> 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 serious, it was so it was so good. Um, so the next topic that we have up is, you know, obviously we can't do. You need to mouse me. Yep, yep. Give me just one <laughs> second. One second is the uh, bombshell. Uh, so this article actually. Um, Jamie, uh, I'm pretty sure is, uh, who wrote this article cause, uh, I talked to him earlier and he, um, was telling me he did a bombshell article. So I guess this is it. I hadn't the opportunity to see it either today has been crazy. Yeah. So this, uh, article is by Jamie White and it is bombshell. Joe Biden ordered Mar-a-Lago raid court doc show. Now, don't listen to Joe Biden's words, but listen to Joe Biden's words is kind of what he want what he tries to tell people, right? So he said it that he didn't uh, order the raid and he knew nothing about it, basically. Zero zip nada. Yeah, nothing. Um, but now there are actual documents saying otherwise. And so puppet president sorry. Puppet president had repeatedly denied any involvement in jackbooted FBI raid on Trump's Florida resort. None. Zero. Not one single bit, which is the little the little quote that Jones was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it looks like they granted Trump's request to appoint special master to review documents. Um, I did hear about this. Uh, the ruling temporarily enjoins or forbids the Biden regime from reviewing and using the seized materials, um, FBI raid. So let's see here. This directly contradicts repeated uh, denials by Joe Biden. So, yeah, so here it is. Here are the documents. uh, (laughs) The documents that Alex is always talking about. Here they are. Uh, So FBI access... Uh, FBI access to records in question as requested by the incumbent president. There it is. There it is, guys. So basically what's happening is you're being lied to just like you always are. So just 
go with the flow and don't worry about anything and don't stare at the elephant in the room because that's kind of how it goes. Especially Joe Biden. Like he's like MAGA uh, supporters are uh, domestic terrorists and they're a threat to our nation and a threat to our democracy. And then he's like, no, no, no. I wasn't talking about the MAGA people. I was talking about, I was talking about, uh, what, what did he try to say it was? Just the uh, people in the office. Yeah, I, I'm, I was just talking about the the office people or whatever, right? So it's like, uh, actually, you said it. And then, uh, matter of fact, I saw another, another video where he doubled down on it because, um, let me just go to it, I think. Can I open multiple times here? Um, let me see. It's okay. I have the link for the... Yeah, you're good to go. Um. Yeah, yeah, here it is, right? Oh, no, this isn't it. Uh, Where's the search? Oh, here it is. Sorry. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. Uh, So I retweeted this uh, video that I saw. So you guys get to check it out. Yeah, there's some stuff. There's some stuff. Here it is. So let's check out this video. We're a serious moment in our nation history, and it's not hyper. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. As I said last week, we remain in the battle for the... He cannot even keep it together. ...of America. By the way, all right, God love you. Let him go. Let him go. No, 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 don't let let him go. No, 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 Look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. No, no, everybody's entitled. Okay? Look. Extreme MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and our economic security. They embrace political violence. Right. For work. Right, right. They do. Do they? I don't I don't recall them uh, calling for violence in the streets uh, during the BLM protest. I don't uh, recall um, the left calling for violence at the justices homes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it's the right that we should be worried about. OK, got it. Perfect. Got it. So, yeah. So then bombshell, which this is something that we all knew. Um, about the raid where because Biden was like I didn't have any advance notice none zero not a single bit right so here let's see uh, ask Biden if he knew about the FBI raid right so here's the video of it how much advance notice did you have of the FBI's plan to search Mar-a-Lago I didn't have any advance notice. None. Zero. Not one single bit. Oh, <laughs> shit. He did that. <laughs> that secret sign. Jackass. Uh, so, yeah. So, more of that going on. It won't stop. Biden can't stop. It's his favorite thing to do is just... <laughs> he's just reading this, this. I mean, like, is it like poor Biden? Because he's just reading. He doesn't really... Uh, understand what he's saying he doesn't even know that he was saying that about matt about maga supporters he was just reading um let's see i had another i just want to go i i'm gonna drones 
stepped out for a second. So I just want to play just some of these videos that I saw. Um, some of them more like uh, popular videos that I saw circulating on social media um, that I kind of thought were a little entertaining. So here's this one. Oh, Peter, go ahead. Thanks, Green. A follow-up about the MAGA Republican attention. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? Look, I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today, uh, this inflection point that the president pointed out uh, very clearly, very decisively uh, in, in a few speeches about what the country needs to do at this time to bring the country together. And he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to protecting our rights, and when it comes to protecting our freedoms. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to focus on, on where we are at today. But just in trying to understand the new attention on the MAGA Republicans, you tweeted in 2016 oh, Trump was stole an election. I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, great. Here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. why would So let's, let's be really clear. That that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been, I have ridiculous? been, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was what, ridiculous. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the, what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. And here's the thing. I have said, Governor Kemp won the election in Georgia. I've been clear about that. Uh, I have said, President Trump won the election of 2016, and I've been clear about that. What we are talking about right now is, let's not forget what happened on January 6, 2021. <laughs> we saw an wow. insurrection, a mob uh -huh. that was incited by the person who uh, occupied this campus, this facility incited, in, huh? at that time. And it was an attack on our democracy. Let's not forget, people died that day. Law enforcement were attacked that day. That was the danger that we were seeing at the time. That's what the president has called out, and that's what he's going to continue to call out. So, yes, when you have MAGA Republicans, a... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we can all guess where that was headed. So it's like... <laughs> oh, gosh, I know. Somebody said that they missed Circleback Saki, and it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't think I could feel that way. Didn't think I could feel that way. Uh, so that was a little ridiculous. Um, oh yeah. And also, did you, did you talk about the, the Biden address? Did Not you yet. Talk about no, I haven't gotten into oh, Biden okay. yet. Um, yeah. So, so that happened. And then another thing was, um, was this, <laughs> we be, this like, we be oh, yeah. pharma thing. Did you play that? No, no. So this was uh, this was pretty entertaining. Also, let's play this video. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Not this year. We beat Farmer this year. We beat Farmer this year. And it mattered. We're going to change people's lives. We finally beat Pharma. By giving them all the money. 
Yes, they beat pharma by giving pharma all the money and um, your money, by the way, and creating yeah my money and creating um, a new actual uh, like news new paths <laughs> for pharma to make money. Uh, but yeah, we beat it just like we're gonna beat cancer. Uh, Joe Biden promised that we were gonna beat cancer or that he was gonna beat cancer or maybe he has cancer and he's gonna beat it. What was he saying? <laughs> Maybe that's what he was saying. Maybe he's, yeah, he, he said, has cancer again. And he said several it. times that we're going to beat cancer. And, um, I mean, yet to see that. Yeah, I mean, how is he planning on doing that whenever he create? He's the one helping create more cancer with the vaccines. With I mean, yep. just like everything all the way around. Uh, but yet somehow he's going to beat cancer while he's creating more cancer. Uh, I mean, I guess. There's lazy. Dad. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. So ridiculous. And then, um, you know, we had or he did the address. Do you have anything in the in here for that? Am I just skipping to it? Oh, yeah, you, you do. Right. So we are. Take me back to where we are here, right? Yes, that's where we are right now. Yep. Okay. Um, so this is Biden's division is working. Dropkick Murphy Singer threatens to fight MAGA Republicans in crowd. Singer threatens to fight election deniers. Typical liberal behavior. Obviously, it really is. Uh, it just does not stop. Uh, but let's check out the vid. If you were part of a union or working class people who were allowed to build a better life in the middle class in America, you fucking listen to us. Because if you're out there buying those fucking hats that these swindlers are selling at that fucking fair. I'm sorry, kids. I know there's kids here. Then you're part of the problem, and I'll tell you why. Because you're being duped by the greatest swindler in the history of the world. You're being duped by a bunch of grifters and billionaires who don't give a shit about you or your family. They care about their fucking tax breaks and the money they can put in their pocket. If you consider yourself a patriot and you're spouting off that election denying shit, I will fight your ass outside if you want to. I'll take him. <laughs> All you gotta do is move real fast to the We're left or the right. Baby. He'll fall right over. Thank you for listening. Uh, wait, hold on. Isn't it isn't it the billionaires that um that actually want higher taxes? <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, hear me out for just a second. So. Uh, if, if there, if you want to, uh, create a separation of classes, right, um, and you're a billionaire with all kinds of, like, loopholes and stuff because you got the money to do that kind of thing, wouldn't you be for that so that nobody could come up to your level and be competition? I mean, like, uh, I, this is just a thought that's been going around in my head. <laughs> oh, you know, it is... The way of the world, drones. <laughs> it is the way. 
That guy's crazy. Look at him. He's all pacing back and forth on the stage. It's like... Did you see this meme I I was showing that Lyman... uh, (laughs) It does. It really does. Oh, my God. Looks like every other fat old lesbian. Dan Lyman, you you nailed it. It's a young Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. (laughs) It's a young Rosie O'Donnell. Look at him. (laughs) What is happening? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the dropkick Murphys. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is this is their toughest dude. Is some fucking. I'm telling you, if you just like juke, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, juke to the left or right. Yeah. This yeah. guy's gonna fall right over. So if anybody ever tells right me from over. now on that they listen to the dropkick Murphys, I'm gonna be like, so you listen to a lesbian dude? <laughs> you listening to the old lesbian guy, Ro- Rosie O'Donnell looking? Yeah. So. There's that. Rosie from the baseball movie. <laughs> what was that movie? Girls League or something. <laughs> A League of Their Own. Is that is that the girls one? I don't know. Uh, anyway, okay, so that was somewhere. Oh, here. All right. And moving on. Moving on. I will say this. I've... I um I'd had a conversation with somebody the other night and it was about the vaccines, right? So I told you guys on the last show that I am in close proximity. I work with people that don't have a clue about who I am or anything at all except for I just go and I do my job and then I leave. And they or the they oh yeah they would like it if I called them a they <laughs> but uh, I'm not actually talking about that one but so anyway I'm talking to this one uh, chick and she was telling me um, she showed me this little phone that she had and it was like this little tiny thing and it was like this kind of a uh, crazy like screen. Uh, like shielded, like a filtered screen, like maybe like a blue filtered screen or something, you know, for like light. And she said it was her phone, even though she had her phone, she was like, oh no, um, this is the phone that I have to use. And I was like, what the hell? Why? And then uh, she told me that because the vaccine messed her up. Whoa, wow. So... I was like, oh, really? The vaccine messed up her vision? So it's a neurological issue? Yeah. So obviously I'm a journalist, a reporter, uh, whatever. So I I was like, oh, really? So I decided that I was going to record just to see what she would say. I had no idea what she was going to say or anything. Um, And I'm just going to play a little bit of the audio. from from that conversation real quick and then and then maybe i'll cut a video if i can kind of hide some pieces of this because i don't want to get too crazy with it but i did some project veritas shit yeah so, <laughs> liberty veritas liberty veritas Like, how many days? 
Wow. How many days? <laughs> wow yeah so she goes on i mean she goes on and on and on that video is five minutes long and she was telling me that she lost a writing job because she couldn't look at screens and even now to this day she has to wear these crazy glasses because she was getting migraines just like non-stop migraines 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 and you know like <clears throat> A part of me is like, I've, it's it's just like, it, it makes me want to like keep pushing right here. Like this is why it's so important for us to keep pushing this information out because a part of me is like, well, that's what you get, you stupid ass, for getting the vaccine and encouraging other people to get vaccinated too because I can almost guarantee you she was she does that. Yeah, or was or she thing. was doing that before it she something happened to well, her. The silver lining is is once they ha- experience these problems, now we can bring them over to our side. Yeah, it just it just really sucks though, uh, which is the other part of it. Maimed. is that you know it's like fuck, man. Like I don't want anybody to get hurt. I I have migraines sometimes, and they're bad. Like they are bad. Like, I have to go in my room and go to sleep, basically, no matter what time of day it is or what I'm doing. You know, like, cancel the wedding. I have a migraine. Like, migraine's bad. And now she has them, like, every day as a part of her life. And I asked her if she was going to get the booster. And she was like, no, I'm never getting another vaccine for the rest of my life. Because she was so messed up over it. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's pretty sad. Um, you know, it doesn't happen to everybody, um, which is like a you know, it's it's it sucks and in a because, you know, then they don't believe that adverse reactions happen. And you also don't want them to have adverse reactions, you know, because they're whoever, they're hopefully uh, you know, down to the you know, once you get past all the demonic filth that it that is mostly them somewhere deep down in there is a is a human that can possibly be saved yep um and so yeah so it was just it was very surreal and and it was just i don't know it was so crazy and that's why it's important to keep on doing what we're doing and why it was so important for me you know i asked drones because i i totally forgot i had something very important that i had to go to today and i was like can you host the show because like it's so important that we are here uh if we're able to do it we need to be doing it um and and really pushing this information out there and i heard you earlier and and it is a numbers game but one thing i will say is that it's not it's not like our side it's it's 
it's life sign, right? Or it, it's like it's well, that's what I mean. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like we're we're not claim. It, it's like um, it, it's it's so crazy that it even has to be explained, right? So it's like killing babies, <laughs> not killing babies. Yeah. You know, pushing you to eat bugs that your body can't digest at all and, and pushing this beyond meat shit and all this stuff filled with these, like, dirty chemicals and things that can really damage you. Or eating a healthy diet, exercising, and eating meat like your body is intended to do, which your body does better at. Um, so it's not like, you know, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it, it's almost like you can't say it's the right side, but it really... Sound, seems like well, it this, should this be. This transcends uh, politics, I believe. You know, like actually, um, um, uh, it, it's one of those things. It's like you're right. It's it's life's side because um, what we are trying to do is like uh, look out for the uh, the the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of everybody. So, right. so that's the side that we're on. You know, yeah. And that's what what it used to be about, you know, and a lot more people were on board um, with everything. And, and all of these little things were not such big components of life like they are now. These meaningless, stupid. And I'll take um, I'll take uh, Kavanaugh Kavanaugh's uh, word retarded. You know, it's like, what is going on here, and how do we wake these people up? Because it's it's really gone overboard. You know, we used to give we. I talked about this uh, like a couple of weeks ago with the Don, and because I heard them talking about it on the radio, and and um, they used to give tax like write offs and breaks to uh, married couples. Like they encouraged you to get married. They wanted you to, to get married, to have a family, to, you know, do, do the thing. And, but not like pushed it so hard to where they're like, look down on you if you weren't getting married, but they just encouraged a happy family, um, you know, encouraged God and, and just good and goodness that, that they stopped doing that. I don't. I don't know if they stopped doing it, but it's not something that's, I'm saying like, it's not something that's looked at that is a good thing now. What's looked at as as a good thing is being single and being promiscuous. And paying taxes. Paying taxes and doing drag queen story hour and doing all this like really demonic weird shit and like eating, you know, joking around about eating human flesh and doing you know and like joking around about blood and stuff like Lil Nas with blood in his shoe and then um whatever that chick's name that her and the dude like lick each other's blood and shit and like all this craziness and it's like no wonder why Kanye's all fucked up because he's us but in like the elite class (laughs) you know it's like no wonder because he's like we think what we see is crazy he's actually in it living in it you know and and that's why it's like the way that it is and I think that that's why I give people like Joe Rogan a pass because he's not where we are. He's a little deeper. So <clears throat> maybe he needs to be more careful for other reasons. You know, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, that's just some 
things I was thinking about. Uh, so continue with this article. It's uh, executive order. Explain what is this? What this is, is the digital transaction control grid. Your money will turn off five miles away from your home. So exit. Yep. So this is a uh, pretty crazy stuff. Yes, I agree. Three decades. Oh, there we go. Three <laughs> decades ago. Yeah. It you, got it got me yeah, too. Yeah. It should. Where were you on March 9th, 2022, when President Biden signed the death warrant on American freedom? On that day, in a hush ceremony at the White House, without the approval of Congress, the states, or the American people, Biden signed into law Executive Order 14067. Buried in his order are a few paragraphs titled Section 4. The language in Section 4 makes Order 14067 the most treacherous act by a sitting president in the history of our republic. There are two videos I really want your audience to watch. One is a 56-second video of the BIS general manager, Augustine Karstens, in October 2020, explaining that with CBDC, they will have central control to set the rules and enforce them centrally. Aren't our analysis on CBDC, in particular for the use of general, to the general use, uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash, uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who is using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, uh, to what cash is. It's the only time in my life I've ever seen a central banker be 100% honest. Uh, it's quite remarkable. They're trying to put into place a digital transaction control grid, which will tell you what you can do with your money, when you can do it, where you can go. If they don't want you to be able to use your money more than five miles from your home, that's it. Your money will turn off five miles from your home. Once they get the system into place, it won't even be, I, I believe it won't even be your national central bank that will control. It will be the Bank of International Settlements. Inflation. 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 When demand is greater than supply, either you get shortages or you get price increases. And actually what we had was a mixture of both. We are in an inflationary spiral. 66% of people polled expect inflation to get worse. The value of the dollar since I was born has declined by 94% to six cents. We are about to face one of the greatest periods of uncertainty in American history. Organize your finances, expand your knowledge, your insight as to what it is that you have, and then start making decisions. When people go to bh-pm.com, they can schedule a free consultation. You're talking about going from the intangible into the tangible. If you can't hold it in your hand, then it's not yours. You don't own it. You can physically hold actual gold and silver. It ships fully insured directly to your home. Inflation rates are going to continue to rise. Don't wait. Don't keep putting off decisions that you know you must make. Get the gold.
get to go. <laughs> Basically, is that that the gist of it? What is your uh, take on that? Yeah, so uh, my take on it is um, these, what happened to our, oh, yeah, so these, uh, it, it looks like these, um, it looks like the bankers are our problem, more than anything. Um, they're eventually going to create this digital currency thing where um, it's going to make it to where they, they can turn off your currency if you don't do the things that you want that, you know, um, that they want you to do. They have another article in, buried in here. I don't think that was the same one, but um, uh, that was it actually is talking about this uh, thing that's going on in Italy, where they are uh, kind of rolling this thing out very slowly. Obviously, they have to do this slowly, just because if they come at us all at once, everybody's gonna be like, "Whoa!" So they just incrementally, very, very slow, but very surely, they have a they have a plan for us, and they've had this plan for a very long time. And what what we're seeing now that we think is new has actually been planned a long time ago. And um, they're going to try to lock us into a, a currency system that they control that you have no control over at all mm-hmm. whatsoever. And um, so if you're an info warrior, they can just turn you off. If you go do something that they don't like, you post something on social media they don't like, you know, like uh, they could just be like, eh, we're going to cut. You, you don't you don't get to use your money anymore. In fact, you can just... You can just uh, wither away and die. And if you think that that's extreme, that they would do something like that and like cuts off somebody's money, let me remind you that right now people are losing their jobs because they will not take a jab. And a lot of people are, have, already, have already lost everything. They want that type of thing to be all-encompassing. And... Um, but the point is, is they've already done that. That's literally, hey, you got kids to feed. Well, if you don't inject yourself with this, with this thing, um, you can't feed your kids and you can't survive. So just to remind you that these people are very serious about this. And um, that's why I was saying there's probably a lot of darker days to come ahead. And we're going to see it very incrementally come and take things over. So if we plant the seeds now, to, to spring up at the right time, we can actually stop this thing. Rachel? Yeah, I mean, I I hope the same thing too, but it's kind of hard to, it's almost like, <clears throat> like trying to convince um, people that, you know, kind of like lower, uh, obviously lower income, like that lower to mid income um, or class that, they shouldn't like Democrat people that are voting that are that are Democrats that are living off of the off the system. Right. So it's like, why would they not want why they're going to keep voting, you know, just like they're going to keep voting because they don't want to lose that those like food stamps or they don't want to lose that um, low income housing that they're living in or they don't want to lose you know, these things because they've created that as their livelihood. They're not looking to get better. They're not looking to um, make their, give their life any more value. You know, they're, they're okay with just kind of living off the bare minimum, living off the government. And once you fall into that kind of path, 
you just keep going down, going down. You have kids. The kids grow up in this, like, this same thing. And you keep going, you keep going. And, and what you really need to be doing is creating value um, for yourself, for your life. And value as in, like, actual value, too, like currency, right? So, like, silver, gold, like, going and getting these things. We were going for a while, um every weekend to go and get silver and, and gold and stuff. Uh, because this has been something that, that we've foreseen long time ago mm -hmm. happening is this collapse. Um, they want to collapse the system. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The I great mean, reset. Yeah. I mean, they they're say. printing all of this money up like we have it, which we don't have any of it. And then whenever they do have extra money, like even whenever it comes to like smaller, you know, smaller situations like the city of Austin, right? We had a bunch of money left over from some kind of grant or some kind of like thing. The city got a bunch of money and it was supposed to be divvied up in this kind of way to help do these kind of build this building or Let me take guess, care they of give this. A raise? Yeah. And instead of, of doing something more productive with the money that was left over, the city of Austin, um, decided to use that money and give all of the city employees raises. Wow. Yeah. So all the city employees got raises um, and they extended their, which was a shocker to me. This one way they extended the paternity leave to six months for the husband or for the not husband. Sorry, excuse me for the uh, partners or whoever's having the kids, right? So that was probably a situation where, like, a gay couple, a two dudes, like, adopted a baby and they both wanted to take paternity leave. And so Austin had to change its laws or rules or whatever to accommodate them. So that's why it's kind of a weird situation because we know that people in Austin, like they hate babies and they hate life and everything. So why would they give you extra time to be home with your children? I don't know. But my guess is that it had to do with two gay dudes. Um, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, so yeah, so get silver, get gold, obviously get food, you know, food supplies or whatever get a freaking generator um be prepared don't let them catch you off guard uh definitely be ready i keep having these dreams i was just talking to austin about it i keep having these dreams where i need my gun and i don't have my gun and i've had like four dreams in the past you know two months where I'm in these fucked up situations and I'm thinking, why don't I have my gun on me? Like, why don't I have it? And I used to carry it a lot more, uh, before and now I don't so much. And I think maybe I just need to, maybe it's just a sign like carry more, carry more. Hello. Obviously. Otherwise, the bum in your front yard is going to follow you into your house and you're going to need your gun and you don't have it, just like in my dream last night. I literally am having dreams of homeless people in my front yard. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is what my dream was. Uh, so that's where I'm at here in Austin. If you guys don't live here, that's kind of the situation is you have to think about that. Yeah, guns and ammo. Don't forget to get the ammo. If you, if you don't have the guns, get the guns. If you don't have the ammo, get the ammo. Um, if you don't have the food prep, get the food prep. 
you know, you can even start if, if you don't have money to get like these big buckets of restorable food that is last like 25 years or whatever, then just start with some bare minimum shit because you're going to wish you did if that time comes and you don't have anything at all. I'm telling you, whenever the winter storm came and I've we how we were housing like, you know, three of our friends um and we were like every place was closed and we were like kind of eating up all the food in the house and we went to the dollar store or whatever was open and we got like little frozen pot pies and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the worst shit yeah. ever but we got them um and you know whatever i ate a pot pie it's fine certainly <laughs> certainly i'll eat it okay uh so anyway so yeah cayenne pepper in the front yard to keep the yard bums away <laughs> she says oh yeah and then i heard you call them zero pooches <laughs> i don't know if you heard that earlier did you know did you do that on purpose yeah oh okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah yeah dried soup there's dried soup there's can this can that we always say like canned shit is the worst but it's not if you don't have any food at all uh <laughs> so Definitely uh, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and being as prepared as you can. Um, you know, even if that means coming face to face with some of these crazy demonic leftists, be ready for that too. <laughs> Do not hurt to them as much as you want to. Uh, okay, the next uh, thing I keep moving this up and down, and I, like, oh. I keep losing my place. Can you help? Yeah, so we are somewhere... Uh-oh. Is it down here? Yeah, let me help you out here. Oh, hey, uh, there is that thing I was telling you about. Uh, let's just let's just cover this real quick. Okay. All right. Oh. Oh. So this isn't... All right. So uh, we'll go ahead and uh, switch. How on. about you cover it? and uh, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. And I will... All right. So this is a, the Italian town introduces social credit style scheme. And this is all social conditioning. Uh, it says, um, uh, Cogno, a town in Italy's, nor- uh, Italy's north, is introducing a social credit-style app local authorities have announced. It will be happening via the Echo Avidi app uh, to, uh, to be used to uh, certify virtuous behavior via geo-localization uh, and QR codes. The social credit system. I love QR codes. Oh, my gosh. The QR code. (laughs) You don't like them. I I, I know that for a fact. Uh, I'm scared of them, too. But uh, the social credit system that most people are aware of these days was pioneered by China, essentially as yet another way to exert control over the population by conditioning its responses to various rules with awards and punishment. Although not invented by China, it took strong root there and has been present for over a decade, both at government and private (laughs) uh, sector levels. And it is thought to be very compatible with the country's overall political system and social climate. Not so much, though, with the Western democracies. It was taken for granted until recently. In fact, the intrusiveness of the schemes into personal life used to be considered completely incompatible with those societies. But for some years now, we have seen efforts across the West to introduce some form of social credit system at various levels and for various purposes. This, is, uh, this one is relatively minor since it concerns a community of under 20,000 people and isn't uh, the first in Italy, but it could be useful to politicians elsewhere to test the waters and see not only the uptake, but also the reaction to this particular way of monitoring people's behavior by grading it. So they're rolling out a social credit score tracker in Italy. Is yes. that right? 
Yeah, it's a, it's an app. There, it's a it's a slow it's a slow thing they're doing here. It's a it's an app where they're training, pe- they're conditioning people to get used to this type of system. Uh, but we'll continue on here. It says that uh, the app's users will be given points if they behave a certain prescribed way in their environmental, cultural, and social activities. And in exchange, the virtuous behavior will get rewarded by discount coupons. Business entities will be uh, giving these discounts, and then the municipality will refund the money to those companies. So what is the net gain here? The idea is to train people to adopt certain habits they otherwise may have no interest in or are incompatible with their lifestyle, and thus in the long run allow the authorities to benefit from the system. At least for now, that virtuous behavior appears to be mostly have to do with the economic crisis that's getting worse every day. Those announcing the app in Conigo seem to be uh, particularly keen to get people to bike instead of drive to work, for example. So, yeah, this is a uh, this is the thing that I was talking about earlier. How they're 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 going to roll out this social credit system, but it's going to be very very incremental, very very slow at first until it snowballs into this situation where we're like, how do we get here? Well, this is how it starts. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how it started. That's how everything starts. That's coming from that side, you know, from the wrong side. And, um, you know, we saw it with the vaccines, right? The vaccines, lockdowns, things like that. And we were seeing the pushback on the lockdowns all across the world, France, uh, everywhere, Canada, you know, the truckers convoy, like all, and then the farmers, you know, deal. So there is pushback and, and that's great. And I love it and I'm here for it, but we can't stop. We can't, you know, kind of rest our arms and, and regain strength again. We have to just keep pushing. Um, otherwise we're all going to be, I mean, we love our phone so much. We love technology so much. So why not join a social credits, credit system app? Sounds trendy and cool. Right. Um, so the next story is... I'm, uh, I'm trying to get us to it. Oh. Sorry. Uh, uh, oh, you found the area. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> let's Excuse go ahead me. and... Uh, Sorry. Uh, these all kind of tie in together. Have we talked about this yet? Um, nope. I don't think so. The experts are still pushing the chorus jabs. Yeah, and you know, yeah, so the we haven't. The experts still pushing chorus jabs, and I did see that video, that Gregory's video. I think it was like last week's video um, where he was showing like clips of Trump pushing the vaccine and like thanking the vaccine and telling people to get the vaccine. And, you know, it's just like, it just kind of sucks because... It's kind of what we need to do because that we need to be waking Trump up. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> we, we got to like wake this man up. Uncuck Trump. He is. He just really, he really grinds my gears when he starts. <laughs> when he starts going uh, on the vaccine, going and going on about the vaccine. Yeah, there was even. Uh, I was even going to share. I mean, I still have it in the stack here, but I was. He was talking about uh, funding the January sixth uh, people, and. Uh, I had to like cut out a whole section of it because the majority of it was him talking about how great the vaccines were. So I timestamped that thing. But yeah, it was it was pretty wild to have to listen through all that. I was like, wow, yeah, it's, get to the one good thing. It's really wild um, because 
they have been proven to not work. Yep. So it's like, and they keep having to come up with new ones, right? And they come out. They got some new stuff out now. Uh, it's in the stack. I don't know if we have time to get to it or not, but it's it's crazy what they're doing right now. Yeah, it it really is, and um, and it's insane. I mean, it's we're still pushing it, um, so, and even though people are having reactions, they're still pushing it. People are still looking at you like you're crazy if you haven't taken the vaccine at the same time. Out of the other side of their mouth, they're telling you about how they got so sick from the vaccine or how they're permanently damaged from the vaccine, but on the other side of their mouth, they're telling you to get it. So, you know, that's why God gave us two arms because we should get the COVID vaccine in one arm and the flu vaccine and the other. Fuck both of those vaccines. Do not get them. That's my opinion. Um, so, yeah. So this is, a, this is a pretty long article here, uh, so we're not going to cover all of it just for the, so for time constraint reasons. I'm going to scroll back up to the top here because this is actually the, probably the gist of it. And you can go back. Y'all can go back and like uh, check this out. Uh, just so y'all got the headline one more time. This is the expert still pushing course. Yeah, you can find that at InfoWars.com. It says that medical ethics is about protecting society from medical malfeasance and the self-interest of the humans whom we trust to manage health. It is therefore disturbing when prominent people in a prominent journal tear up the concept of medical ethics and human right nor- human rights norms. It is worse when they ignore broad swaths of evidence and misrepresent their own sources to do so. On July 8, 2022, The Lancet published a viewpoint article online. Effectiveness. Oh, let me. Uh, let me. Uh, let me get. Uh, I got. It's easier for me like this. Effectiveness of the vaccination mandates in improving uptake of COVID nineteen vaccines in the USA. The article, which acknowledges uh, the controversial nature of vaccine mandates, primarily concludes that coercing people to take a medical product and reducing options for refusal increases product uptake. Well, I mean. Obviously, it further concludes (laughs) that the best way to implement such mandates is for employers and educational institutions to threaten job security and the right to education. The use of uh, coercion goes against the established ethics and morals of public health and could be argued to be anti-health. In this case, the article justifies it by stating that the current evidence regarding the safety of COVID-19 vaccines in adults is is sufficient to support mandates. However, it offers scant evidence to back this assertion and ignores all evidence to the contrary. They apparently consider the ability to work and support a family or gain formal education as something that is to be granted or taken away, not a human right. The Lancet was once a credible journal, not anymore, with a rigorous policy of peer (laughs) review. However, in this article, it appears uh, to have dropped its formal standards promoting medical fascism, coercion, threat, and division to achieve compliance with authority without insisting on a rigorous evidence base uh, to justify such an approach. This suggests an attempt to normalize such approaches in mainstream public health. And uh, the article goes on and on and on. Y'all can uh, go check this out. But... Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, bring that to everybody's attention, you know, like that that the Lancet, which, by the way, uh, I remember uh, I, I'm old enough to remember when they were the they were the uh, journal that scared the hell out of everyone with mm-hmm. this covid nonsense. Right. They were saying the death rate was what was it? Two or four. I can't remember. But it was a uh, 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 crazy number. And then we found out that that was completely falsified, and that was th- that was what was pushing all of this stuff to begin with was the Lancet. So uh, strike two, I don't know, maybe there's a third or fourth, but definitely we're not trusting the Lancet anymore because th- this this is all the strikes all in one, really, in my opinion. 
Right. Yeah. No, I mean, this is kind of what has happened all across the board and board in all aspects of everything. <laughs> it's like things that once were looked at um, as reliable sources for information uh, have become clown world, you know, how to clown world for dummies. It's just, it's just really insane, and um, they keep changing things, right? They're changing definitions of words. They're changing, you know, the the true meaning of of life, liberty, freedom, and instead we're just like democracy. Take your shots. <laughs> Take your shots. Get the vaccine, and or lose your job. Yeah, or lose your job, which is probably right. why a lot of those people got that a lot of people got the vaccine because they were forced to yeah you know i think we can all every one of us can think of somebody that they know or somebody that they know that that is their cousin or their brother or their parent that got the vaccine only because they had to because they had to keep their job i know a woman who got the vaccine because um you know her her sister is very ill and she got the vaccine because the sister believed in the vaccine and was like, well, if you don't get it, you can't come around me anymore. You know? Wow. And it's like, that's it, what they're doing know, to people. And, and it's, and I'm not, and I'm talking about old, older generations, like my dad's age, you know, like older. So, you know, it's, it's just really, it's really sad because they've taken advantage of people all around, right, of all ages. They're taking advantage of people who are ill-informed. They're taking advantage of people who aren't informed at all. Just, you know, the everyday person who's going to work 9 to 5, not watching the news, not doing anything, taking advantage of the older generation, you know, who is kind of the generation that's set in their ways and they don't want to do the research and they don't want to look. They just want to live their life. And if they have to get this vaccine yep. just to, to do it, then they'll do it. They often they tell them stuff like, hey, you have to get this because you are older and you're more susceptible, so it, it would oh, be yeah. best for you to take it. Yeah. I know some people, uh, the majority of the people that I know that actually took the vaccine have told me that they uh, took the vaccine so that they could travel. Yeah, and, uh, traveling so all was a big one. For sure. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Um, all these reasons. When, when, I mean... And they were saying, and when they were pushing it, you know, they were leaning on the fact that Places were saying that the vaccine was so effective. It was like 93% yeah, yeah. effective. Then like, it was like 87% effective. And then it was like 76% perfect. You know, and it just, yeah. that number just kept going down and down and down. Down and down. Yeah. yeah but they were able to place these mandates and, and put these, you know, stipulations on work. And there still are jobs because I was like looking around at jobs and, I see still on job postings that it's like vaccinated this. Wow. Like they're literally saying you have to, you be, have vaccinated to be vaccinated to yeah. get this job. That's messed up. That's that's discrimination. You yeah. Know, I, I went I, I went to the doctor and they the lady was like, Can you put a mask on please? Wow. So And on the front door it says mask required. Wow. On the front door. So I just walked in without a mask, obviously. I don't fucking... I'm not ever wearing a mask. Ha. And I just walked in, so and then I talked to her for a while, and she was like, can you put a mask on, please? And she, like, pushed the box towards me. And I was like, mm. I'm going to go see another doctor. I go... Is oh, I it, guess you... I, I said, is it mandatory that I wear this mask? And she goes, 
well, I can't force you to put the mask on. And I said, okay, so it's not mandatory. Thank you. Bye. And like, I turned around and went and sat down, but I'm like, don't make me feel like I need to wear this funky ass mask that doesn't even work. That was made in China, probably was on the floor under somebody's foot in China, you know, and it's like, and it has all these microfibers in it and who fucking knows what's going on with these masks anymore. And you want me to put that on my face for what exactly? Because I get out there and I get my germs. Okay. Yeah. I go out there and I do get the microbiomes and I um, just take my vitamins and my supplements and I try to eat good and not eat garbage food. I don't, I, I mean, it's very hard, trust me, because I love garbage food. Um, but I have been doing so good at not doing, not eating like junk. Um, I'd say over the past like 10 years of my life, I have done so much better at like not going to the drive through and, you know, eating, eating things. And so anyway, so, you know, take care of yourself. That's what, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, it's like they don't push that enough. They would rather you get sick, get this vaccine that doesn't work and continue to push it. For what? For deep depopulation? I think that is one of their goals, is deep depopulation with the vaccines. I mean, Bill Gates even came out and said, you know, like, uh, if we do a really good job with vaccines. Um, and also, uh, recently, he came out and he, he was bragging about how, you know, they did, they did somewhat of a job with it. So, I think population and vaccination are definitely a co- dots to connect. Yeah, and then they released this monkeypox thing and then ended up being just like a gay sex disease. And they still won't investigate the kids that got it, right? And they won't investigate the poor dog that got the monkeypox and his owners are gay, right? It's like they're fucking the dog, right? Yeah, they fucked their dog. And these people are like molesting their child or something is happening. So, I mean, like... I don't think that that disease worked out quite like they thought it would. I think that maybe they thought that it could spread to other people. I don't know exactly the details on how it spread. I don't know if it's like a, like a semen thing or like what, what exactly is the part that is spreading besides the butt. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right, move me on, move me on. What is this? All right, uh, let me, uh, I hope I don't screw this up here. Uh, View and Telegram, come on, yes, yes, open, open, there it goes, okay. And uh, so this one, this one's kind of weird because I have to actually open this up inside the Telegram app in order for y'all to see what's going on here. Uh, But um, this is, if I can just... Exit out of this right here. So this will be the headline that you can go ahead and spat off real quick. Which is a, says, Medical Censorship. California Democrats approve bill to punish doctors who spread COVID misinformation. Another Jamie White article. Yeah. And this article uh, goes on. Uh, radical bill aims to prevent doctors from speaking out against the official COVID narrative. Uh, clear a violation of do no harm. The guiding principle of basic medical ethics. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, pull up this uh, good old uh, Telegram app because it's the only place I can get this thing to play. And uh, that will be in your USB. And then, uh, boom. This is Dr. Angie Farella coming to you with an extremely important message. So please, please, please share this video everywhere. 
there is a bill in the state of California that is called AB2098. That's A is an apple, B is in boy, 2098, 2098. This bill is the epitome of medical censorship, which is what we have been yelling about for two years now. This is a wedge that will be put between a patient and a physician against the physician's oath to first do no harm. This bill basically makes it a crime for a physician to give informed consent in regards to any vaccines, even if the patient asks a question to the physician. Any physician that engages in this will be considered for the removal of their license from the California State Medical Board. 2098, AB 2098 cannot pass in the state of California because bills like this will start to, to ripple out to other states. We must protect our medical freedom. We must protect against medical censorship and we must protect the patient-physician relationship. Thank you so much. Hmm. Yep. So that's a that's a crazy thing that is starting to occur now. Now they're not even going to let uh, doctors uh, do what they. Let's see. Oh, did you close that? Uh, no. Oh yeah. All right. I'm just going to drag this over here where it belongs. Sorry. Sorry. There's a lot of stuff moving parts behind. Literally moving parts behind the scenes here, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but here's that article right here. Um. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can just click on this bill. Yeah. So there, there's that's, that's the thing that I just love about Infowars, guys. And I'm not riding their nutsack, but I will say that they really know how to put down an article. I mean, exactly what I want in an article. They have it. I say it all the time. It's been a while since I've said it. But Infowars is so good. Like, every other place, whenever I'm looking at news or, like, going through news, it's just, like, they they tell you about, like, this video or whatever the hell. And the article is, is their, you know, take on the video or whatever they think about this video. And guess what? The video is never in the article. It is never in the article. Ever. The video is never in the article. The picture is never in the article. The document is never in the article. If they're talking about, you know, some court document or something, they're they're putting out quotes of it, and that's it. They're not linking you to the actual document. And I can tell you that Infowars actually does do that. Like we're talking about this article now, and I was going to type in a Google search for this bill. Why do I need to do that whenever it's an Infowar article? Because guess what? You just go to it and click on it, okay? And then nothing opens. Uh-oh. No, <laughs> that's our <laughs> end. That's our end because uh, I already had it open. Oh, yeah. So There it is. Here it is. Sorry. And it opens, and here it is. So I'm sorry. Go on, Jones. Oh, yeah. I was just... uh. I was just saying it looks like they're going to uh, start this whole this whole thing where... Um, they're they're not going to give informed consent anymore because these uh people literally think that they're inverting basically the the definition of informed consent it seems to me like we're like if you tell somebody uh what can really happen that's considered disinformation and therefore you're going to lose your license um 
you know, if doctors give their opinion on something, you know, like uh, from their own research and and uh, in field use, you know, like, uh, you know, that's you can't do that anymore. That's that's misinformation and you can't be a doctor anymore. So what's the point? You know, like a lot of people probably going to lose their jobs over this. But this is one of the many facets that they're going to do to uh, come after all the doctors that are trying to, uh, you know, prescribe stuff that actually works instead of pushing the vaccines. Yeah, I mean, whatever they can get away with, right? Yep. It's kind of how it's always been. Um, so be on the lookout for that if you guys are in Cali. 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 If you're out in Cali. I know these bills are always going through. A lot of them don't ever make it um, to the floor, but a lot of them do, strangely. Um, even here in Austin. What is going on with this guy? Oh, yeah. Y'all are about to find out. This guy <laughs> right here. All right. So um, uh, this whole thing is um, MSNBC declares all Republicans evil and a threat to democracy. And the pundit says we are at war. Uh, I'm just going to give you all a screenshot. Look at this cracked out. Dude, look at him. He is on crack. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, know I mean, if you can see the, isn't that the thing? If you can see like the white all the way around yeah, their yeah. eyes. People say I'm a crackhead because of my teeth. I never smoked crack in my life. But that dude, that dude is definitely on something. Look at. <laughs> all right. So like, uh, but we're gonna play these uh videos real quick. See what's going on. Want to actually move forward as a nation, we're gonna have to have. Hang a on real one second. I'm so sorry. Let me uh continue watching on Twitter so we can uh, full screen this whole thing. <clears throat> move forward as a nation we're gonna have to have i guess there is no full screen oh there we go we got it have a real honest assessment of how the entire nation and all political parties are accountable to making sure we put we the people first you know that's an interesting point say more when you, because obviously republicans i think are the biggest threat to democracy we don't separate extremists and republican party anymore i was struck though just now you said there's so if we're going to actually move forward as a nation we're gonna have to oh have that was it that was a clip. Uh, whoa, no, I think something happened. I think something got clicked. Here, let's just push play. Uh, to actually move forward as a nation, we we're going to have to have a anything. real honest assessment of how the entire nation <laughs> and all political parties are accountable to making sure we put we the people first. You know, that's an interesting point. Say more when you, because obviously Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We don't separate right wing extremists and Republican Party anymore. I was struck, though, just now you said there are. So yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. You're right mm -hmm, the first time. Mm -hmm. right. I'm usually right. right. right you the are first right. Time. You know what? You're always right. The, 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 <laughs> I I jump to conclusions and Don't that get is too my wild biggest. Drones. No, Don't I'm get serious. I jump to conclusions a lot, and this is out of control. Uh, we'll, we'll play this next clip right here. Let's see. Days, it feels oh, that full screen. Just at the brink of a civil war, but that one has already begun. And if they try to prosecute President Trump for mishandling class out classified information after Hillary Clinton set up a server in her basement, they literally will be riots in the street. I worry about our country. They've turned into the American Gestapo. MAGA is a direct threat to the, wait for it, the American state. You said this quiet part out loud. We are a threat to the American state. So Trump supporters are already speaking the language of violence. They're threatening the FBI, the DOJ, the state itself, and this is all as they defend their dear leader. Now, it's more than just threats, though. Their rhetoric has already led to actual violence, and there is likely more to come. And I don't need to remind you how the MAGA mob sacked the Capitol on January 6th in an effort to overturn the 2020 election. Now, some of these people are now candidates 
for office, looking to run our elections and, quite frankly, our government. And for those insurrectionists being prosecuted, Discount Don is, quote, financially supporting some of them and offering to pardon the lot if he's reelected in 2024. More than 40% of Americans think a civil war is likely in the next decade. That's a big number. Is this where history will say it began? Wow. Uh, okay. That's crazy, huh? So there's more. Uh, Tiffany Cross. Oh, oh my and God. these days, hold, hold it on, feels Tiffany like Cross. Hold on, Tiffany Cross. <laughs> just a second. We're going to get to you. We're going to nail you in just a second. But I want to get the crackhead. Here we go. Tiffany Cross interviewing a crackhead. All right, let's go. Crucial point. His followers, Republican, Main Street establishment Republicans, are echoing these calls for violence, all but threatening it. What was your take? Well, first of all, uh, I have my uh, red LED lighting since the Republicans are so, oh, my God, upset because uh, President Joe Biden, uh, they claim, oh, he looked like uh, he was in Russia. Pastor Charles Jenkins has uh, an intro to his song War, uh, where he says, when the enemy is coming at you, you, you smoke can't crack. fall down, you can't break down. This <laughs> means war. That is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. <laughs> but where are the violent evil ones? into their house with Donald Trump. He has now dominated the party. This evil is spreading. And when you are in a war footing, you have to respond accordingly. It's about time President Joe Biden decided to get tough. It's about time his advisors stop being weak and stop being impotent and not fighting back. What these people want to do to this country is destroy democracy. They want to rig elections. And so it requires you to stand strong. You don't walk comments back. You don't wilt under the pressure. Republicans and conservatives, they are weak. All they do is whine and complain. Oh, my God. He calls us semi-fascists. They have called Democrats uh, <laughs> Marxists. They have called them communists. They have called them socialists. They have called them pedophiles. And all of a sudden, now you get hit and now you start whining. Well, guess what, Democrats? Guess what, Biden? Guess what, Jamie Harrison, Schumer, Pelosi, and everyone else? You keep hitting. You keep pounding because this is about the future of our children. I've got 13 nieces and nephews, and I'd be damned if I'm going to leave a country for them run by these crazed, deranged folks who want to impart evil in every facet of our oh society. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. it's a scary thing. To wow, this guy is... Yeah. On crack. He, he is hitting that pipe. Yep. He is deep throating that crack pipe. I'll tell you right now. For deep sure. Throat. He has got that crack pipe. He traked it. It's a, it's like in a trait. Yeah. And it's into his neck. Like, hey, what would happen me? if we like uh you know, cut out a picture of this dude and then made a shirt that said deep deep throat and crack pipe? Mm. I don't know. Would we get sued for defamation? I don't know if I'd wear a shirt with this fucking maniac on it. Um, <laughs> he's right. he's talking about like oh war we got to go to war we got to yeah, meet them we are the way that they are we are at, war, we are at war we have to get the footing it's about time Joe Biden's like stepping up and you know and it's like <laughs> Joe Biden called you a monkey dude <laughs> like are you kidding me his best friend is like KKK he's <laughs> Joe Biden uh like hates black people. Right. And um, unless they're rubbing his hairy legs, I guess. I don't know. But uh, it, it just baffles me to see anyone stand behind Joe Biden. I think it's just such an act. Like, how embarrassing is it to to say out loud that you support 
this well-known pedophile um, sitting placeholder, you know, illegitimate president. Puppet. Puppet president. It's like, I don't know. It's just all, we can go on and on and on. So let's uh, let's uh, turn the tables from uh, these crazy people talking about you know all this stuff to let's go to Trump real quick and see what let we we haven't really talked about him much. So let's let's see what he's doing. All right, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So uh, so Trump came out. I guess uh, this is a isn't this the first time he's come out since the. Uh, yeah, so he did a rally. I think him and Biden did a rally the same day. Sorry, the same day. And uh, this is a little bit of his rally. Oh, dang, the space bar does that? Okay, I am so sorry, you people. This is... this is Here is me. drones I'm, clicking. I, I am out of control. This week, <laughs> Joe Biden came to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to give the most vicious, hateful, and divisive speech ever delivered by an American president, vilifying 75 million citizens, plus another probably 75 to 150, if we want to be accurate about it, as threats to democracy and as enemies of the state. You're all enemies of the state. He's an enemy of the state. You want to know the truth? The enemy of the state is him and the group that control him, which is circling around him. Do this, do that, Joe. You're going to do this, Joe, right? I think Philadelphia was a great choice to make this speech of hatred and anger. His speech was hatred and anger. By the way, the next morning, he forgot what he said. You saw that. Yeah. They asked him about, oh, I didn't think I said that, did I? Oh, no. How'd you like the red lighting behind him like the devil? <laughs> but Philadelphia was a great choice because the city is being devastated under Democrat rule. Devastated. Hate to tell you, we love Pennsylvania. I went to school in Philadelphia. What's happening to Philadelphia? 14 people were shot last weekend in Philadelphia. 14. And the fake news will go out and check. Oh, that's a lot of fake news. Whoa. That's a lot of fake news. Wow. I need to go back and watch that rally. You know, I used to watch all of Trump's rallies. Um, until he started pushing the... Until he started pushing the vaccine. Yeah. Um, but I that's do like him. Um, We're probably going to get hit with a copyright violation because we played Newsvax. But this comes from Valiant News. Uh, Y'all should definitely support these people. Yes, you know, it's been a while since we've had, um, since I've even uh, talked to Pappy. Right? That's Valiant. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Pappert. Um, Maybe we'll have him on the show again soon. Uh, I think it's about that time for. Oh, you're going to do the Illuminati weather? Ah, I'm just kidding. I'll do it. I got you. (laughs) People will beg me not to do it, honestly, because this is the energy that I'm at right now. I'm telling you, I have. I mean, how 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 have you been, drones? By the way, before we get oh, yeah, into I the, know. I'm on two hours of sleep. Can y'all believe it? You're in. You're on two hours of sleep. Yeah. Well, I had to put a thing together, and and to be honest <laughs> with you, I kind of went overkill. Now that I'm looking at it, because we only covered 
uh, probably 10% of everything got put in the thing. But uh, uh, I, so I had a guest, and I was just trying to cover my bases, really. And uh, You did great. Uh, over overshot the whole thing. No, you did great. And and the thing about it is, is that you can always put in, you know, important news and links, just like drop them in. You know, here's some stuff we didn't cover. Yeah, you so know. Uh, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you all this. We have this new thing that we're doing. It's called the uh, the, the Liberty Broadcast Report. And uh, so I'll go back to the website. Uh, let me pull this up. I'll just show you all what we're doing here. So, like, uh, it's not on the recent thing yet, but you'll, you'll uh, I'm trying to do it by Wednesdays or Thursdays. I'm going to try to make this part of my workflow so that y'all can actually utilize this. Um, I don't know how well it will be utilized, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and go here to the website so y'all can see what's going on. This is the LibertyBroadcast.com. LibertyBroadcast.com. worldwide. I have changed this all to white so that y'all can see it and the buttons and everything. And like, I'm just, I'm just really curious what happens if I, if I push this, like press it. Now turn the volume up. Let me see. Let me see. Your up. Oh no. Wait, hold on. There's an ad that's about to play. I want to see what's going on. I want to see like if, if. I've never. Oh, look at that! All right, yeah. So we're going in deep. This is Liberty Broadcast Inception. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go here. We're going. This is this is. Look, we got this going on. Wow! Wow! The Liberty Broadcast. What do you need? Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna do a thing, but anyways, uh, just to show y'all what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> I started on episode 50. We didn't do one for, uh, Frank Cavanaugh, uh, cause that was a guest, but, um, I'll, go, I, we actually have it. I'll go back and put it in there. But if you can see here, right here, it says, uh, show notes and it says the, uh, Liberty broadcast report. And if you click on that, <clears throat> it'll download a, uh, a PDF, uh, down here. And if I, uh, if I open that, it'll open, uh, oh. It's a uh, password protected. What was the password? Uh, seriously, screw us all over on this. Oh no, 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 no. Um. Anyways, so I will, that's I will, what he's working on. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! I can't believe that's that's a that's a that's a thing. I thought I didn't want it to be password protected. Let me uh see what happens if I do this. Uh, if I just open this up here, so so basically, what drones is is trying to oh. do here is give you guys access to, to all, all of the links that we are going over, and all of the information, um, so that uh, you know, oh, so hey, there, you can do it. I'm so yourself. I'm so sorry. Uh, so besides all of that, it's also linked down here. So as you can go through the. Uh, each uh, page after the sh after the show, you'll see this populate here, and these are all the things that we covered for that episode. Um, and Rachel's got it all nice and organized for this episode right here. It's going to be completely unorganized because I did it. Um, but yeah, it's got all the links. You can just click on them, and boom, it takes you to the stuff that we covered. And, and if we actually didn't cover anything, or the stuff that we were going to cover that we didn't get to, that stuff will be in there as well, so that you can take that stuff and digest it, and also share the links and stuff. Perfect. I love it because sometimes we were sharing links to things here and there in the chat and this way it is all compiled in one nice place so that if you're wondering or if you missed the episode and you want to follow along um, through the articles, 
uh, you can do so by going to thelibertybroadcast.com and checking that out. Good job, Drones. You are the man. Uh, Don Salter says, Drones is so good, you should give him his own shot. Nope. No, I can't. I can't do it. I'm on two hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the Liberty Broadcast Network from 6 to 8 before the main broadcast and call it the Drones Report. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. The Drones Report. <laughs> I think you did excellent. So oh not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Oh, oh, my gosh. You'll have the studio up and warmed up and everything by the time I get here. Yep, and- yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you all this. There is a uh, top secret project that's that is being worked on. Um, I don't even know if Rachel even knows about it. So I'm uh, probably not. Uh, but it uh, it involves music, actually, and uh, you'll be seeing me doing some of that probably in about uh, sometime next year because uh, uh, I can't even start this stuff until after your wedding. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. I gotta get married. Yep, yep. <laughs> Which, matter of fact, we found a place. Um, so we'll be getting married in a place in Vegas. And uh, we went to Vegas this past weekend and picked it out. It was so much fun. I loved it. It was so good. And today I got my ring cleaned. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. You wanted to end the show, right? <laughs> well, we can't end the show without the main... Yeah, yeah, so that's the Report. thing. Yeah, yeah. So check this out, you guys. Let's just... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. You know who... Um, Roderick is that Burning Man, guys. Yeah, Roderick's a Burning Man. Yeah, Roderick he sent me some man. pictures. Oh, he sent me a picture of... Uh, he did, like, a drawing of Rango. Um, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but Rango was... He was a house dog. He's Roderick's dog. We also call him Studio, the studio dog. Um, lovely, lovely dog. Miss him so much. Really miss him at that front door, you know. Um, but Roderick's out at Burning Man, and they I think they have, like, a little corner where they have, like, memorable, like, for people that have passed away or something. And he has, like, this huge, this big, like, drawing, like, pencil drawing of Rango. It's so sad because I'm sure he would have taken Rango out there with him or something, you know, but he did in his heart. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, so I'm going to do, I'm going to do something a little bit different this time instead of standing over here and looking like a a J.A. We're going to play the music and I'm going to try to read this article that is dealing with some Illuminati weather. (laughs) All right, and uh, I don't know. This, this is uh, this fun. is this is uh, the first time I ever tried anything like this. So <clears throat> this might turn out to be. It's a total, not too long, is failure. it? Failure. God, I don't know. Yeah, it's looking pretty bad. All right. Yeah, I know it's not too long. It's not too long. All right. Are you ready? Yep. All right, guys. My name is Rachel, and this is your Illuminati weather report. All right, yes, and toxic dust storm hits Burning Man, causing a total whiteout. The final weekend of Burning Man nearly ended earlier as visibility deteriorated to zero during a massive dust storm. On Saturday, Burning Man official Twitter tweeted, The gates of hell into the vestibule in Nevada's Black Rock Desert were closed due to whiteout conditions. Oh, they're racist. I'm just kidding. At the event staff requested festivals do not drive. Vehicles have become stranded and lost on the playa. 
Uh, the, the BRC gate is currently closed in both directions. Ingress and egress due to whiteout conditions. Do not drive. <laughs> Vehicles are becoming <laughs> stranded and lost on the player. Delay your departure until further weather is cleared. And it, uh, it goes on to say that from a distance, the National Weather Service Reno stationary camera is catching the most moment when does roll across the festival area. Let's see what that looks like. Wow! Look at that, that stuff go! Oh my god, I didn't have enough time to get down to the rest of it, but I uh, thank you for tuning in to Illuminati with Rachel. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> you turn <laughs> you turned into Joe Dirt for just a second. I just want to say, <laughs> oh drones, you are too good. You are too good at this, and I wasn't sure how it was going to work out, but uh, you did a great job. And this it, is a real article. It almost worked out. I'll, I'll go ahead and show you guys the rest of it here. So uh, we got uh, this is a satellite view of the uh, dust storm pickup. Look at that. Oh, it's almost like a fire almost. But uh, and then we have uh, where there is the uh, some of the whiteout conditions there. But what in the hell is going on? Yeah, it's totally normal. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, so and then we have like this thing right here. It's Looks like uh, where's Roderick? Roderick, there he is, right there, doing a cartwheel. Oh, shit! (laughs) (laughs) Yep, cool. That was it. That was it. That was it. And that was a good job, drones. You really did well. Thank you. You did so good. Thank you very much. What else do you got? You got anything else? Well, I would like to say thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's been truly an honor to host part of the show today. Thank you for having me, let me have the opportunity. And for the rest of y'all, y'all live free. And stay free. And thank you again and again and again, Drones, uh, for stepping up to the plate. You did a great job. Don't forget to go to thelibertybroadcast.com. Don't forget to tune in every Tuesday. We are trying very hard not to miss a beat on these Tuesdays. So make sure that you turn tune in on Tuesdays. Libertybroadcast.com, libertybroadcast.com, libertybroadcast.com. We love you. Good night.